D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Now sit back and enjoy the first episode of Dark Was the Night. I didn't even see the crack in this. Stage is set. The curtain rises. We are ready to search, to see, and to die. It is the year of our Lord, 1899, September the 21st, the autumnal equinox. That one of two days in this corner of Queen Victoria's England, where the sun and moon shine down in equal measure. I say the sun shines, though of course I employ mere hyperbole, as the oft-constraining medley of steam, smoke, and fog combine and choke the streets of industrial London. The beacons of castor oil and cotton wick, far outnumbering their electrical counterparts, struggle mightily and consistently to provide even the barest hint of light for the staggering number of immigrants and natural-born Englishmen like who conduct their daily undertakings. Not all are bound by such constraints, however. The upper class, the high class, the ruling class of nobility rests apart from the rush of the heart of London as they sit and prepare for the next grand gathering of the House of Lords, slated for the 17th of October. Hands are shaken. Self-interest is propelled in the Goliathan manners of the Lords, some containing the matching wealth and others merely the whisper, the facade of former strength. How mired in traditions are they? How blessed that their great-grandfather's father's father happened to back the correct family, that they may reap the benefits still today, that their stately appearance suffices to conceal the malicious rot within. Unlike the lower class of London, who wear their rot as apparent as a high-born lady's frock, the forgotten, the neglected, the unseen of England's underbelly also call London their home and are left to scrape livings from the muck and mire. Single bed hovels shelter an obscene number of family members where even the children are forced away to earn a pittance so they may feed enough on the scraps to live to see another week. In this oozing canker of victorious London, this gross inequality lies unresolved and none but the lamplights bear witness to it all. How low lit is the light of truth in their wake weakening glow, and in their absence. How dark is the night. But, I digress. Our tale does not begin within the confines of these two extremes. Rather, we turn this omniscient scope to the city of London, Soho District, to a rather mundane and unassuming three-story domicile on Shaftesbury Avenue. We tune in to the sound of shattering porcelain being muffled by the heavily carpeted floors. This does nothing to stop the freshly steeped Earl Grey from beginning its detour trip from a young woman's hands to the far wall 
as rivulets follow gravity's pull, leaving moistened trails all over the meticulously crafted yarn charts and paper clippings of a man of twice two decades. Amethyst eyes narrow in a medley of mild incredulity and severe irritation as Mr. Carl Patrick slowly straightens his back, having just barely crouched in time to avoid the airborne teacup. Although her expression is as placid as a lake's surface in appearance, Jules Walker's left eyebrow arches slowly, challengingly, as the duo begin anew the argument that migrates through their quarters with the same regularity as the phases of the moon. Miss Walker, tea is, I understand, an important part of the day. However, it is not part of the wall. I tripped. And no. One second. Yep, no. Take your time. I'm throwing you right into it. It's true. Where did I put it? Let's see. And if I didn't trip, I did you a favor. Drink coffee. Are you the coffee drinker? She's the coffee drinker. You are the tea drinker. That's why I just spilt your tea. No, you did not do me a favor. This is an important ritual that has been handed down for generations here in England. The Queen's people drink tea. Are you insinuating that I am not the Queen's people? I'm saying that it's your patriotic duty to drink tea. Except the tea tastes terrible. You have no taste, which is obviously expressed in your taste in animals as well as your taste in beverages. Wait, what is this doing in my flat? It's supposed to be confined to your flat above mine. I don't think you have any grounds to complain about my cat when you have a snake. Adolphus. Adolphus helps to undermine, under, to express the corrupt underbelly of society. You look at people, like you look at a snake, you start to get to know them. Yeah, except he only ever stays in the box because he's so poisonous. Well, if I were to let him out, then of course that would be dangerous. No, Why? Don't name it! Not the box. Don't name it. Feral cat, go! Bad! Bad cat! It's it's name's been Shadow for six months. No, it's cat. It shouldn't even be that. Beast! Get out! 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 Um, as you I will pick up my cat. As you chase Shadow into I'm pull out my whip. Jules, <laughs> Jules uh, waiting arms, a uh, very soft, um, just almost tentative. That cat best not be in this room by the time that person sits in our sitting room. We better go upstairs, darling. You never get scratches on the ears like this. I don't want scratches on the ears like that. Uh, I wouldn't give them to you anyway. Strange thing. Um, Carl. Yep. Or Pat. Or Carl Patrick. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> Mr. Patrick. Mr. Patrick. As you make your way uh, to the foyer of your collective flats. Which is you know, the downstairs. Yeah, you uh, 
go down them stairs, uh, counting down the days once again until uh, your uh, once a week hired help uh, makes their rounds. Uh, luckily, not on your own bill, but rather that of your patron, um, the uh, Ninth Earl of Shaftesbury, Lord Anthony Ashley Cooper of Her Majesty's Imperial Army, um, who kindly, due to your public service, lets your motley crew occupy this uh, tri-story triumvirate um, for a, a song. I'm going to need the name of the patron again. That's Lord, Ash- Lord Anthony Ashley Cooper. Mm-hmm. He is the ninth Earl of Shaftesbury. Hold on. Do we need another? Anth- Anthony Ashley Cooper. Correct. Cooper, ninth Earl of the... Of Shaftesbury. Oh, okay. Earl. Which is also coincidentally, well, not oh. coincidentally. Did you spell Shaftesbury? Certainly. That is S-H-A-F-T-E-S-B-U-R-Y. It definitely would not have gotten that correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is the British spelling for you. Ninth Earl. Earl of Shaftesbury. Correct. Um, yes, and um, uh, the the new cleaning lady is due to uh, start making an appearance any day now. We haven't met her yet? No, you have not. The uh, last one had a little bit of a problem with, um, what was the snake's name again? <laughs> Adolphus. Adolphus, yes. Uh, Adolphus was able to... Uh, Transpire, uh, trans. He was able to get out of his box. In well, short, that was a problem. and um, sure. it was just a, a little a wee bit it was, of a problem. It was a, it was a love nip. Yeah. Nothing truly venomous Didn't he mean made anything. his way in, um, but there were words of an exterminator, and that was enough to uh, dismiss her services voluntarily. Um, as you uh, make your way down the increasingly dusty stairwell, uh, you are immediately perplexed by the lack. Of silhouette in the window that uh, stands upon the uh, the upper half of your door um, before your intuition guides you to oh of course uh, you do share an abundance of uh, clientele or visitors who don't quite reach the top right as it were right uh, okay um, I'm gonna make sure that um, my money pouches on me, just in case it's one of uh, um, old, Jack. old Jack's thugs. Um, check that. Cool. Um, and I'm going to open the door. Excellent. Um, you open the door uh, and see a duo of youthful individuals who are indeed members of Old Jack's crew. Um, one is a, uh, a 12-year-old, uh, dirty smudge, but still uh, freckles poking through with uh, wafts of uh, kind of curled ginger hair peeking out of a newsboy's cap. Um, suspenders that seem a little taut around the, uh, the upper torso of this young 12-year-old lad. Um, although he uh, is barely scraping uh, four foot three, he is uh, remarkably strong for his young age, and uh, you know him to be uh, Butterfingers. Um, not a uh, pickpocket, as his name would indicate, but rather one of the protector, enforcer roles of old Jack's crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately to his right, uh, with her own hair done up to conceal her gender, a newsboy's cap as well, the uh, smaller eight-year-old form of uh, Spiker. Uh, she has 
raven hair that is done up in a tight bun to conceal, and she herself wears um, a uh, large overcoat that perhaps would seasonably fit a child twice her size, but when one is trying to pass unseen, none is Spiker, better. Spiker, you said her name was? Spiker, yeah. She's not much of a talker. Um, but uh, Butterfingers, luckily, is uh, verbose enough for the both of them. Uh, afternoon, Mr. Patrick. Afternoon, Thuds. What report do you have? Um, well, um, so, uh, I'll confound it. Um, Spiker rolls her eyes and she kind of leans up and begins to whisper into Butterfinger's ears. She goes, I, um, right. Um, so, Father Monaghan over at St. Peter's, uh, has no news to report on the translation of that, uh, manuscript. What's a manuscript? It's a piece of writing. Oh, um, there's no, no updates on the translation of the manuscript. Right. Um, but that being said, uh, we couldn't help but overhear the, um, well, the crashing, sir, and, uh, we thought that perhaps what you two could use was um, maybe some street vendors as uh, old Ellis is making his way around with the, um, you know, the usual fare, the pea soup, and uh, and very quietly you hear Spiker say, I like the jelly deals. And, and the jelly deals. Um, and we just thought that um, perhaps a, a pre-supper snack or with, with your afternoon tea might um, help to assuage your hangriness. Perhaps. You know, thugs. It's that's a that's a fine idea. And I think what needs to be done first is now I haven't tried the jelly eels from who who's who's the vendor? Old Ellis. Old Ellis. I haven't tried all of Old Ellis's jellied eels, uh, which were a staple in the late eighteen hundreds. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean down to Spiker and. Uh, not looking at her, I'm sort of going to look uh, away from her and say, I might need someone to try them all and see which one is the best. And I'm going to reach down, I'm going to give her um, uh, You know that uh, five pennies uh, would be enough to uh, get a, uh, a an armload of jelly deals. Okay, so I'm going to give her... And it is, um, for our simplicity's sake, it's going to be uh, ten pennies to the uh, shilling and ten shillings to the pound. Okay. It's not too far off the mark. It was twenty shillings to the pound and like fifteen half penny to the to the shilling. But uh, for our we'll just do math gold and exactly. silver. Exactly. Okay. So there you go. As long as you remember, golds are pounds, shillings are silvers, and That's easy. pennies are coppers. All right. So you said um, it was. Five pennies. Yep, you would know that five pennies would fan, uh, fetch a uh, a bowl of pea soup and a jelly deal. All right, so I'm gonna give uh, uh, Spiker the um, five pennies for the eel for the eels, and then I'm gonna say, and I'm not so sure about the pea soup. Uh, Butterfingers, you best you you best try it out as well. Here, you, and I'm gonna give. Butterfingers, the the pea soup. Great. Uh, money. Uh, great. Um, what is your passive perception? Uh, passive is incredible. Eighteen. Oh, <laughs> it's just enough. Oh. Um. So as you are handing the uh the the five pence um 
over to uh, over to uh, Butterfinger in addition to Spiker. Mm -hmm. You do happen to catch uh, Spiker's hands just very gently pulling on the jaw straw strings as mm -hmm. it were a little tiny dagger coming out from behind about to cut a seam and, and your... i'm going to um am i in the room or am i upstairs uh, i thought i was you upstairs. can you can you may come down at any point okay great. i'm going I to been, i wasn't in the room is what i yeah correct because he had to go okay. down great. i'm gonna upstairs. look at butterfingers and just go you really don't want to do this spiker Oh, is that Spiker pulling the thing? Yeah, Spike. Okay. Butterfingers does okay. not. I'm going to say Spiker, I'm going to say, you really don't want to do this. Wisdom, 13. Natural one. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Sanctuary, she's stopped. So you see um, in her absolutely does not immense poker face, however, you do see the hint of blush begin to work its way through the grime as she just slowly rescinds her fingers. Yeah, say. We all make mistakes. Do I, do I get the jelly deal? Of course I get the jelly deal. How am I supposed to know which ones are the best? <laughs> you see the smallest hint of a smile erupt over Spiker's face and uh, Butterfingers goes, thank you, sir. I'm going to say to Butterfingers, Butterfingers, there's a right way to do things and there's a sloppy way to do things. Make sure she does it the right way. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to talk, but um, I'll, I'll make sure to keep her, keep her in line. Come on. Gives her a little doffing off the head. Get now. Uh, and you, uh, Jules, are you making your way down at any point? Or I will as soon as the, he's closing the door. Okay, gotcha. Um, the door closes, uh, and you see Butterfingers and Spiker making their way up Shaftesbury Avenue, um, to the District of Soho to uh, pop by Alice's <sighs> stand. Who Jules. is that? It wasn't a client. It was uh, some of the thugs. Oh. Give him money for food again. Can't help it. That's good. But also, you know, it's not just... I. It also makes them more likely to help us if they see favors You're going to have to defend it to me, mate. I was those kids. Right. Money given willingly by you means that they're not ripping off somebody else. That's true. Yeah, for at least a couple hours. Yeah. They still have some food in their bellies today. And if they give me more information, they'll have more food in their bellies later. I'm starting to think that this... That works too. Uh, arrangement isn't paying off as well as it should, but... All they wanted was to just make sure we had, the, the, they were saying, perhaps we'll have some, oh, shall I? Or should we, I'm thinking that okay. we should probably hire a, a door person. It doesn't feel right to have us. Uh, this time, a doorman. it is not in fact uh, children, but instead the very rotund, uh, huffing and puffing, uh, Barely constraining uniform of Constable uh, Alan Matthews. Hey, is that my guy? No. Oh, no. My guy is uh, Inspector Robinson. Inspector Robinson. Yeah. No. Constable Alan, Alan Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. You see him uh, kind of leaning against the doorframe, puffing a little bit. He stands quite tall. Um, uh, actually, that being said, um, before. But quite I... overweight? But quite overweight. But before I proceed, 
with the uh, description of Mr. Alan Matthews, I think for general purposes, I think perhaps a little description of yourselves might be in order. Why don't we start with Mr. Carl Patrick? All right. Um, I have bright blue eyes. Uh, Carl Patrick stands at 6'2", uh, pale skin, uh, although he does you know, get out. It's not often during the daytime. And uh, I've got black hair with some, starting to get some pepper in it, some salt going in the 42-year-old uh, hair that I have here. Um, you know that uh, Carl Patrick is, uh, is, is a Christian, uh, at, um, he frequently attends at, uh, where is it? St. Paul's? St. Uh, Columbia's. Oh, St. Columbia's. It's uh, just on the other side of uh, um, the... Uh, um, the palace. Uh, oh, gotcha. so, so you go you go through the you go through Hyde uh, Hyde Hyde Park. It's a mm. it's a quick bike ride uh, away. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I do see that uh, Saint Paul's is closer to Soho, but uh, it's in the opposite direction. But yeah. I do see exactly what you're um, about. Yeah, so I was looking at Saint Columbus. I was trying to find ones that were around at the time. Mm -hmm. Is Saint Paul's also? Saint is that Paul's Catholic? Also there. Uh, no, oh, it's not. It's Anglican. Anglican. Um, no matter. So either way, um, you can go to St. Columbus. It's just perhaps you, you have a, you know you have a contact for yeah. St. Paul's. Um, and uh, you, you know that I I do that as I have um, Christian iconography. Is I, I have a religious symbol on, around my wrist at all, and in my in my pocket, and I often think uh, fiddle with. Um, Jules Walker. She's um, I'm uh, twenty three. Look older. Um, dark brown hair, amethyst eyes, it's unusual, about 5'6", not tall, not short, fair skin, pretty pale, doesn't, doesn't see a lot of sunlight, hasn't left London much, and, um, if you are walking behind her and she's wearing a, a looser shirt, you'll see the tips of some scars coming up from her back. On her right shoulder. Excellent. Thank you. Alan Matthews, Constable Alan Matthews. Uh, as I said, a uh, more portly gentleman. Um, and as he uh, is <sighs> breathing a little heavily, um, with the uh, past the the auburn scruff that uh, is a little unkempt across his face, the heavy scent of bourbon does uh, waft. Which, for a constable, is a pretty pricey drink, but uh, clearly Matthews has a, a source of some sort. Um, he uh, pants once, twice. Come in, man. Just one moment, please. Don't been stand a, on the doorstep. Been a, a little early, haven't we, constable? I am uh, sure I don't know what you mean, Miss Walker. Mm. Oh, do I have to? All right then. After you. Um, and uh, he. <sighs> slowly makes his way up the single story of mm -hmm. stairwells. Um, <clears throat> takes him about probably a solid three, four minutes to go up the single flight of stairs. Um, Why is he coming up the stairs? To go to your sitting room. Oh. Yes. 
Um, as you enter the receiving area, uh, he immediately begins to look around and he's trying to find the decanter. And does he see one? Has, has Matthew's been over before? He has. Okay. Um, he would see one. Um, yes. Excellent. He's going to, uh, now that he's located it, he's just going to kind of turn a little bit away from it and begin to address the two of you. Ah, uh, Miss Walker, Miss Patrick, uh, Inspector Robinson sent me uh, this way. Uh, he cordially requests your presence in Westminster in Scotland Yard. I'm here to escort you. You see that there's no lollygagging or undue delays. Matthews, you could have said that at the door downstairs. It took you three minutes to get up here. I just... Yeah. He said there's any lollygagging going on. To make sure there's on. no lollygagging, because you're probably... What? Never mind. Well, you're the picture of gagging lollies. That's what you are. Showing up. What What time is, is it? Is it even noon? It is, after, it is uh, around afternoon tea time. Tea time? Tea time and here you are... Shades of Lily. It's true. <laughs> tea, tea time and you're... you're, you're uh, re reeking... It's a while to get into the character yeah. voice. Reeking of spirits. What is... What in God's name have you been at, man? Well, uh... No did, point. Did, did you stop to imbibe on the way to deliver this urgent message? Oh, nonsense, Mrs. Uh, Walker. I'm, uh... Miss. Right, Miss Walker. I'm always, uh... I'm always making sure that I'm uh, ready for any occasion. It's no wonder that Robinson always needs us. Right then, um, you two should probably get a head start down those stairs and I'll be right along. I need a, I need a breather. Uh-huh. I'm going to go and I'm going to take the decanter and oh, no, need to... take it upstairs. Uh, uh... Put it away. <laughs> and then I'll come back down. As and I was so fast doing that that he's still like reacting by the time I get back down. You see, you see this, this. There's, there's no, there's no poker face on this gentleman. Spiker has a significantly better face. Uh, Matthew's uh, jowls sag <laughs> with extreme sorrow. Um, the sallow beneath his eyes just become darker, and there's almost like a, a, a crazed look as he just looks up in the direction which you went. And he goes, "It was a." Uh, there was no need for that, really. Yeah, I think there was. Right then. Uh, go ahead and uh, get whatever you might need for a brief excursion. Uh, and uh, we'll be on our way to Westminster. Right, well. Right Saddle up. Hey, if, we, uh, if we don't tarry, we should be able to make the, uh, the motocross. Right. Shall we... Uh... Okay, where is it that we're heading? You're heading uh, to Grand uh, Valley Street in Westminster, which uh, is the resting place of Scotland Yard. Yes, that's right. I did a lot of research in preparation for this. Thanks, <laughs> did I? All right. Unfortunately, with Matthew's uh, tarrying along, you do in fact not get to the motocross in time, which is always a disappointment because it is just 
It's a rare treat to be able to ride in the sole motored, motorized bus uh, that uh, uh, transpires, not transpires, but uh, makes its way across uh, London's greater boroughs uh, at this time in this time period. Uh, after all, they've only been the single one has only been around for at this point in time, uh, not even eleven years yet. Motocross is what it's called. Motocross. Mo motocross. No, it is a. It is the first London bus, as it were. Um, luckily, however. Uh, as you two are intimately familiar with this particular journey, um, it doesn't take you longer than... Oh, I got my map. Oh, I like I, this music. I called it up too quickly. Uh, I would say it takes you the better part of an hour okay. to make your way from uh, 17 uh, Shaftesbury Avenue to uh, Scotland Yard. Okay, that's that's our that's our yep. address. Seventeen Shaftesbury Avenue. Would you spell Shaftesbury for me? Certainly, I believe I already have. But if you'd like to, well, because we're, it was the Earl Shaftesbury. Oh, that makes sense. It's Shaftesbury. I will I will gladly spell it for you again. Though, no, it's fine. Like. I can I can cross examine. I just I have it in a different location. Of course. Do we have a name for our establishment yet? I thought it sounded familiar. What? Do we have a name for our establishment? Then? I don't think we came up with one. No, 17 Shaftesbury. Yes, um, that is an excellent, excellent uh, inquiry. Um, I will leave it to you, Dynamic Duo, to take your time with it. And oh, I mean, it, it, you would have already been established, so yeah. you get to name it. Um, take your time with it. Um, as you uh, begin to uh, break over the uh, the entranceway of Scotland Yard. The hustle and bustle around you is absent of any telephone ringing because, of course, um, telephones were not a, a very wide, uh, widely utilized invention yet at this time, though it has been a few years since uh, Alexandra Graham Bell uh, was able to uh, create the very first small network. Can you um, imagine how convenient it would have been if the inspector could have just called us well, could have sent a telegram. from across the city and just told us. That's ridiculous. Imagine that. Oh, well, world. That's, rid that's ridiculous. <laughs> even even a, a telegram has to be sent. Um, though the one thing to note of Scotland Yard, which is always a, a bit of a bit of a personal marvel as well, is that Scotland Yard is one of the few locations in London's uh, numerous boroughs that does have access to electricity. Ooh. So, no gas lamps here, except for on the individual inspector's desks, mm -hmm. of course. Um, but the uh, iridescent, slightly, not strobular, but flickering enough to induce mild migraines. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and is, uh, it's blue light effect at its finest, as it is fresh for you mm -hmm. all. Um you make your way past the numerous desks. You do see that uh, in a couple of the different holding cells of Scotland Yard, there is the typical fare of uh, bruisers, thugs, um, not women of the night, because it's a bit of an open practice at this particular juncture of time, but it is uh, for those who are deemed not protected. Uh, these uh, women of... Uh, Ill fortune often find themselves behind bars in an unfortunate circumstances when their clientele decides that a uh, 
a trip to Scotland Yard is less costly than the few pounds necessary for their services. Um, as you make your way past these uh, coalitions of lawkeepers and lawbreakers brought together, you do at last reach the uh, slightly partitioned off office of uh, Inspector Robinson. Uh, Matthews brings you to the door, um, starts to bring his hand up, and he goes, right, he's not in a good mood. Um, right, uh, so this is where I uh, leave you. Um, have a, uh, Thank you, Matthews. You've been most un unhelpful. I, th I, think you, I think you said that wrong. What? Robinson. <laughs> it's going to open. Great. Uh, you see uh, the tall, lanky, not tall as you, but uh, just barely crouching six feet, mm -hmm. um, uh, very live, underfed form of uh, Head Inspector Robinson. Um, he's pulling over a newspaper, opting instead not to utilize the electric light, but rather the light of the, uh, the uh, mist-obscured uh, sun bleeding through the, uh, the windows in this afternoon uh, excursion. And, um... Uh, does the inspector have a first name? Yes, he does. And his first name is... No, he does not have a first name. What That's is his fine. first name? It's okay. Okay. If, like, we probably just know him as Inspector, Inspector Robinson. Robinson. Um, Walter. It's probably Henry or Thomas or Albert. I love Walter. Walter. Um, and you, uh, see that he's, uh... Nursing a, a, a cup of tea that um, seems, as he takes a sip, you can tell that it has gone cold as the immediate disgust and uh, discontent from that initial sip is soon replaced again as he goes back for another sip regardless. He turns to the two of you and he goes, Ah, yes, of course, the, the troublemakers. Please. See? Patriotic. Patriotism. Right there. Did you see the look on his face? It was obviously disgusting. He does it because he's his duty. That's Robinson, you sent Matthews to get us? Uh, yes, you know, he was uh, he was sitting around in the corner and he looked like he needed something to do. Oh, oh see, that makes a lot more sense. We would have been here probably uh, half an hour sooner. Oh, I'll, I'll be sure to keep that in mind in the future. Miss um, Walker, can I uh, fetch you any refreshments? Some tea, perhaps? I'm good. Thank oh, you. Thanks. Patrick? I'll yes, pass. please. Ah, excellent. Um, Jimmy's! Jimmy's! Oh, yes, Inspector! Uh, two cups fresh this time, Jimmy's! Uh, right, Inspector. Uh, any, uh, any crackers? Please. Biscuits? I'll take a biscuit. Uh, crackers and biscuits, and, um, see if there's any of that camembert left. Oh. Uh, it's got mold on it. Do I look like I bloody care about mold? Robinson. Uh, sorry, Patrick. I yes. believe we came here not just to be fed, but to, did you have some business oh. in mind that brought us all the way across town? Of course, of course. Um, your patience, please, Patrick, as it has been a it's been a rather hectic week. I'm um, sure you've all read the papers. Uh, we. Uh, I'm sure I have. Yes, the um, the lords uh, have been a bit of on a bit of a crackdown lately with the uh, petty crime. Even though they have yet to poke their head in the lower burrows at this time of year, it's you know it's all for the appearance. Um, Queen Victoria is supposedly going to be speaking at the next uh, the next uh, House of Lords meeting, and so they want to make sure that uh, Her Majesty's uh, 
coming to um, a cleaner London that she presents to the rest of the world. Well, God save the Queen. God save the Queen. God. Um, save the queen <laughs> the biscuits and the crackers and the slightly moldy camembert make their way as well as two fresh uh, cups of tea um, uh, any lemon oh please oh, right. um, if you have it I know I have one around here somewhere uh, give me a quick uh, investigation check oh boy first roll first roll first roll incredible that's a, uh, wait, hold up, sorry. Well, what is he rolling for? Investigation. Uh, 20, uh, I can't Jeez. do, I can't do, I can do math. 20, <laughs> 23. Okay. Um, you, uh, immediately just momentarily take a brief, uh, taking in the, uh, parsing out the various aromas from the, the musty, dusty, uh, sense of, uh, of a, an unclean London. And you. There's a moldy lemon. You, you you immediately pick up where exactly the lemon is because you see that the inspector has just set down his previous cup of tea with the uh, still frigid beverage upon the upper filing cabinets and there wedged around the corner of a uh, chrysanthemum that is unfortunately very heavily neglected um, you do see the peaks of a yellow nub poking out where you can tell that the inspector uh, decided to give himself a little squirt by the window and then neglected to put it back where in an obvious place it would be. So he's quite clearly misplaced it. And it is definitely nowhere on his desk, which is where he continues to look around. God uh, damn it, I know I put it on somewhere. I will, I will, as he's doing it, get up, get the lemon, and say, oh. do you take, and squeeze, I, I won't even ask, I'll just squeeze, because I know that he takes some oh. in his lemon, oh. uh, in his tea, seeing that up there, and I'll squeeze some in mine as well. Oh. Okay. I'm just going to roll my eyes in a show-off, kind of show-off. <laughs> but also quite pleased that I am with him and not with the police. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, uh, so as he begins to uh, uh, have it here for someone for... Oh, goodness green. It's oh, nearly knocking on the door of October. Uh, Miss Walker, your parole is coming up, isn't it? Yes. And uh, nothing but good reports thus far, so... I trust that uh, you will no longer be requiring the the uh, great Scottish watchdog here. I'm going to give her a knowing look. <laughs> uh, yes. Ready to rejoin society as a productive member, then? Uh, I like to think I already have. True enough, but uh, of your own volition is what I mean. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'm certain to have your exit interview in... Uh, <laughs> giving Pat a knowing look back. <laughs> the inspector does not pick up on it at all. Um, instead, finally, he goes, Ah! Here it is. Right. Um, this arrived here for you, Patrick. Don't quite know, as your uh, advertisements often have your address clearly labeled, but um, it was uh, brought to your attention in the lays down a uh, slight yellowed envelope with a uh, nondescript black wax seal affixed to the back and uh, in a blood red ink in simple calligraphy little messy if I'm being completely honest Mr. Carl Patrick and Miss Jules Walker which is a touch 
odd. As we are in 1899, typically the upper crust clients that come your way tend to be intimidated by a pantsed woman. Um, furthermore, one who could kill them nine ways to Sunday. And as such, uh, you are not often given the attention or nor even the uh, recognition that befits your contributions. So to see on the onset an envelope addressed to both of you, while not completely unheard of, is indeed a rarity. Unopened? Unopened. Um, I like to uh, either do an investigation or an insight. I think it'll be investigation. Um, I want to see if this is a, um, a feminine hand. Um, and I'd like to, um, hold it up to the light to see what potentially is inside it. I like it. I'd like to investigate to see if I recognize the handwriting. Great. Go ahead and both give me those investigation rolls. Landed on the wrong side of the barrel. Not nearly as good. Oh, my investigation is terrible. Could I do history instead? Maybe I think history actually would be nat 20. Oh my god. Beautiful. Oh, my history is not great either, but history still makes more sense. Mm. Just seeing if I remember this. Yeah, history and investigation, I believe, are both. Oh, 14. Good. 14 is not bad at all. Good. Um, You do not recognize the hand at all. And furthermore, like, you even try to go back going, okay, did anyone ever use red ink in my. It's it's red? Old life. Yeah. Um, Not the wax. The wax is black, but the ink affixed to the front is red. Um, you are clear on both counts. It is, uh, you okay. have zero recognition of it. With a natural 20, sir, which... Whoo, Tell me everything I, I, I can possibly <laughs> glean. I, I can possibly glean about this person just by looking at the envelope. Shakespeare, I mean, Sherlock Holmes style. Very much so. Um, you start, of course, by very, very gently rubbing your fingertips across the, uh, the texture of the envelope itself before you bring it up to the light. Do you choose the sunlight or the electric light, sir? Uh, whichever's brighter. At, at the this moment. point in time, it would be the electric. Then the electric. Yep. Um, you shine it up, and uh, as you are inspecting, you can tell from the rigidity of the wax that this has been sealed within the last two days. So this was not uh, sat on very long. Furthermore. As you uh, begin to just kind of gently rub your fingertips between the uh, the folds of mm-hmm. the uh, envelope, um, you are getting the sense that uh, this was a handcrafted envelope. This was not something that one would purchase at a uh, uh, your local papyrus store. No, okay. I'm, I'm joking, of course. But <laughs> it's not it's not something that uh, would be gotten at the post. It's not something that so the the type of paper is... has been meticulously crafted. To like form. the paper itself was the, the made. The paper of the envelope, exactly. So, so some, someone, someone, someone made the paper made and then made the, the envelope. Paper. Yep. Well, yes, you, you, you yeah. made the envelope. You haven't looked at, you haven't okay. opened okay. the paper okay. quite yet. Well, no, 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 I was just curious. The paper of the envelope is like... Sorry, yes, the paper of the envelope. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm with yeah. you now. So I'm the paper now. of the envelope <laughs> The is... paper of the envelope. Well, I, it wasn't just like a piece of paper that someone folded up to make an envelope, no. but this is like... I was just joking because yeah, you guys exactly. said that we, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the paper of the envelope is... No. So the envelope... Not only was it crafted itself, but the, the paper itself was homemade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or at least made by someone who does not make their living making paper. You're able to ascertain that. Yep. Uh, further in- When you're doing your spiel about, and you see this, then clearly this paper was handmade well, and the whole may, thing. May, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can wait until I do that spiel. 
Oh, are you going to do the spiel? He's okay, all right, spiel. all right, I'll let you do it. Excellent. Um, so we talked about the rigidity of the wax. We talked about the uh, the fact that the envelope itself is homemade. Uh, in regards to, with a natural 20, it is definitely a masculine hand. Um, and it is, not only that, it's a practiced masculine hand. But it does not bear the notes of nobility. Because most of the nobility have a very distinct style, as they often have the same tutors or the same stylistic tutors. Right hand, left hand. Ooh. Is is there is yeah, there is there yeah, a no, smudge? The natural, is, is the it, like is there a smudge as the left hand tried to write it and there's a little bit there? There is not. It is okay. written by someone with a right hand. Okay. Good questions. Anything else? Um, before see. we open it. Oh, and he's yet, read a lot of things. exactly. And then of course the uh, the final bit of it would be that what appears to be inside is merely a smaller folded okay. piece of paper. Um, then I will say. Ah. Excellent, Robinson. You haven't received this within the past two days. Or Here it did, comes. Did you, uh, this obviously was sent in, uh, was crafted within two days, Why at do you least. know so much about paper? Well, the wax itself, the sealing has been, it's rather fresh, couldn't have been more than two days, and the paper I mean, it's just is, wax. Huh, the paper itself is hand-crafted. This is not something you'd well, find at you, some paper you store. paper? And, uh, you the paper? hand. Hmm. The gentleman who wrote this is not noble, but is practiced in writing. I just you can tell by the lack of smudges that it is right-handed. However, well, I digress. I digress. And I'm going to uh, pull out. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull out one of my da- I'm going to pull out one of my daggers. And I'm going to uh, slit the edge, not the seal. Slit the edge, not the seal. Oh, is is the it seal. sealed or is it just wax? It is, uh, it is, it is a wax seal upon the juncture uh-huh. of where the and the is, top flap would is, meet the is bottom. There, is Your there a press? Eyes are watering. I'm sure is, they are. Is there a press into it, or is it just wax? It's just wax. Cool. Then I'm still just gonna yep. slit open the side and pull out the envelope. white powder comes out. It's anthrax. You That's die. what I was looking for. <laughs> Wait, no. can I say that I handed him a knife to do that? Can, can sure, I? if you want to. Yeah. I'll, I'll just hold out my hand, all, all sur- surgeon style. Great. Uh, as you just whip a dagger out of nowhere, Robinson just does like one of those little, <laughs> little jolt backs. And you, go, uh, you know, we really have a thing against... Never mind. Um, extricate it. Against what? Nothing. Uh, inside. Same hand. Same hand. Similar, similar style of paper. The paper... With a natural 20 carrying over. The paper is actually of factory make. Okay. And the ink is the same, and is definitely written by the same individual. Okay. And upon it are the simple words Sapir ode contritos liberos Finis insipit ubi homo collecte potestecta Wait, wait. Sapir ode contris... What? Sapir ode Contritos liberos. Liberos. Is this Spanish? No. Nope. I didn't think so. This is Latin. Yeah. But I heard libro and I was like, exactly. ah, okay. I know uh, that so word. the first sentence. There's a, thankfully there's a period. Okay. Then the next uh, sentence is finis insipit ubi homo collecta postatate.
Uh, do I? I? I assume I've gone to school. I did medical stuff. How familiar am I with Latin? Um, roll me a history check. Okay. Uh, that's a 12. Okay. Greek and yeah. Latin share a fair number of uh, roots. Mm-hmm. Um, it is enough for you to know... I speak Chinese, so don't look at me. <laughs> exactly. It is enough for you to know... Um, you speak Greek. Oh, is that celestial? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's why he said it's, it's yep. similar to Greek. Yeah, I spent some time looking at y'all's cane. You did. Oh, did you see that I made it a sword cane, by the way? Well, yeah, I would have uh, probably changed, but that I had under—I just picked a random language if I'd known it was Chinese. No. Oh, sword cane. I would pick. Oh, French. was that my right here? Nice. Yes. Hmm? I would have picked French. You can go ahead and pick French. Oh, I can. Yeah, Great. Go for it. Well, which one was French? At this point in time, it's not yet a pivotal point. I just think it makes more sense that I would probably... Go for it. It feels like I might have had a lot of French clients, yeah. unfortunately. Um, you know enough to know that, A, this French is Latin. Is Sylvan. Yeah. You know Thank enough you. to know that, A, this is Latin. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Then. And, B, uh, you do know, obviously, homo. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know that... Collectus. Uh, uh, yeah, it's you know that it, yeah exactly. You're able to pick up that it's something about There's man and collecting something. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, this is uh, not Greek to me, but um, right. Um, I feel like you're making a, a joke right there. Oh, I speak I Greek, and this isn't Greek, so. It's, it's isn't like, that dead language? Greek isn't that dead. There's a whole country called Greece. So they speak Italian. Oh, that's Italy. I don't understand it. How I speak the king I speak the Queen's English here, and that's all you, that matters. How do you do this job exactly? Well, I'll have you know. Oh, okay. We have record arrests this past week. And here's Okay. Um Granted, this... some of them are trumped up charges, but that's not here. I assume by your lack of understanding of Latin that you have not matriculated. <laughs> uh, now see here, Patrick. I implore you, you do work for me. Let us not strain over to the realm of buggery lest I have you arrested. Once again, Trumped the, up charges. The, the wit of Scotland Yard uh, proves itself um, once again. Thank you. Uh, did anyone at your um, <coughs> postal service here see who dropped this off? Jimmy! Yes, Inspector! Jimmy! Get in here! Right, 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 Inspector! Ping! It's a pull, Jimmy. Sorry. Um, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Pallets, uh, is a constable, uh, but training to be a detective under the head inspector himself. Jimmy Pallets? Yes. Uh, he is a blonde lad of no more than probably 18 or 19 summers. Uh, he has, uh, the Londoner's hairstyle of, uh, slick back, uh, and is holding his constable's helmet underneath his arm. Uh, he is nursing a quickly blackening eye as he did accidentally pull the door a little too hard back onto himself. Um, because when the inspector calls, uh, you arrive promptly, or you better not arrive at all. Um, fun fact about, uh, Jimmy Pallets is that... While he is training to be uh, an inspector under the head inspector, he is probably also 
one of, if not the biggest fan of your uh, crime-solving duo. Mm -hmm. um, so as he opens the door, he immediately, ah, yes, Inspector. <laughs> Afternoon, Mr. Patrick. Afternoon, afternoon, Miss Walker. Jimmy. Miss Walker. Pilots. Mr. Patrick. Did you, yes, Pilots, <laughs> did you happen to see who it was that dropped this off at the yard? Um, oh, uh, no, no, sir, this is the one that was addressed to you? Yes. No, uh, this was not actually, uh, retrieved with the post, sir. This one was, uh, waiting on the, uh, stoop, uh, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, and it took you this long to get it to us. Well, head inspector asked oh, me that. Not a problem, Jimmy. I was definitely looking oh. at the inspector when I said that. Gotcha. Look, we have better things to do than to play postal service for you lot. Well, time is of the. You essence. could have sent it. Thank you, Robinson. Um, <laughs> a, a small, vexed, perplexed, and resigned look. Washes over at Inspector <laughs> Robinson's face in the in a blink of an eye. But as you were looking full on at him, y'all caught every instance of it. I'll just say, thank you, Robinson. As uh, Miss Walker clearly, uh, succinctly put it, uh, you have allowed us an opportunity to stretch our legs as opposed to giving that opportunity someone who's paid to do it. Um, I <laughs> think we should make our way to... Uh, the church. Uh, do you, um, are you, are you going to need, um, any assistance, Mr. Patrick and Miss Walker? Uh, yes. Uh, I need Truly? To... Yes, from Father Monaghan. Oh. <laughs> you see Jimmy, Jimmy's immediate crestfallen expression. Scotland Yard is not good at schooling their features. They wear their hearts <laughs> on their sleeves. <laughs> All three of them thus far. <laughs> um, right. We'll, um, let, we'll let you know if we ever need you, Jimmy. Of course. Uh, thank you, Miss Walker. If, if uh, ever we need you, we'll let you know. If ever we need ever. you. Yes. Yeah. I think the outhouses could use you first. Oh, he got Scottish there. I think the outhouses could use you first, Inspector. Inspector? Constable! All right. Okay. Sorry. And he leaves. Right. Um... If uh, this should develop into a grosser situation, I uh, trust you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, perhaps we'll send a letter. Ah, that doesn't seem like a... And oh, we'll, and we'll oh. rise. We'll rise and say, thank you for the tea and the exercise and the letter. Um, can I, as we walk out, I want to take the letter, and I want to smell the letter. Ooh, okay. I will give you the choice of either a perception check, or a nature. Here's a tabaxi, I'm just kidding. Uh, I miss plugging no. tabaxi, that was fun. Um, I will do perception. Okay. Uh, 12. 12? With 12, you do pick up something. It's only because of the abundance of ink mm -hmm. on this sheet that you did not catch it. Mm. Even with your natural 20. 
It's definitely ink. Do not mistake me. Oh, it's ink. Okay. It is definitely ink. However, there is a bit of a coppery Gross. aroma. Gross. Yeah. Pat, there's something. Step, step, step. There's something up with this ink. I'm gonna wave down a, a carriage. Right. Hello, Governor. Uh, I'm gonna say to uh, Saint. Is it Columbus that I went to? I believe. Um, my fa- so my father Monahan is at Saint Paul's. Right. Oh, Saint Paul's. I said Saint Peter's. Yeah. Uh, well, I already have Saint. I already have uh, Father Monahan. I actually like to have Father Monahan do that. I, I don't want to mix my your religion my, with your work. My religion and work, and so I go to I go to the different. Mm-hmm. Cover for that. And St. Paul's is, uh, for our purposes, a, a Catholic okay. church. Perfect. That's why I haven't. That's why I go to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, thank you. how much? How much would a? a Ooh, that's a good question. Cost? Um, for the distance that you're traveling, we'll say uh, half pound, five shillings. Five shillings. So we go to silver. Uh, subtract five. Right. Oops. So Jules, as you step in. Pat. Yes. Uh, there's something. There's something up with this le- with, with the ink. Yes. Do you smell that? Oh, right. With, with her instruction of paying special attention to it, um, you may roll this with advantage. What am I doing? Uh, probably. I don't need to. Another nat twenty. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So the thing you is, you might that, be in trouble. Yeah, it's fine. He's getting well out now. Uh, <laughs> so I'll while you were uh, while you were giving attention to the the grand details, picking up on things that stood out, um, you hadn't yet had a chance to overanalyze the ink, and, and you immediately pick up on exactly what Jules is laying down. Um, it once again, I cannot stress this enough. It is ink. This is not blood that has been used as ink. This mm-hmm. is very much ink. However, this is ink that has spent copious amounts of time around uh, things that would give off a uh, strong coppery aroma. And there's a very small number of things that uh, sorry, irony as well. Uh, There's a very small number of things that would give off that particular aroma. Um, A tinsmith perhaps if he had received a surplus of copper and was uh, smelting it down. Um or more likely a surgeon, or a butcher, or someone who deals in copious amounts of blood. That narrows the field a bit. Why would a well-to-do gentleman Send us a letter in Latin. Reeking of blood. Because well-to-do gentlemen are the worst. Not a noble. I know you don't like nobles. Happen to think that I'm a well-to-do gentleman. You're one of the good ones. And speaking of your parole coming up. Oops. I, uh... I do have a question, and that is about 
last night. Where were you? You know where I was. Miss Walker. You have not three weeks left of your parole. If this continues, I will have to report it as a, not infraction, but a, a breach of your parole agreements as you are to be within my, uh, under my jurisdiction and my protection. And when you leave, in the middle of the night to go on your watching parties or your obsessing. I cannot be there to watch. So either you need to stop or you need to bring me. Which will it be? to something. I know it. And the one night I don't go is the night he's going to slip. How many nights this week have you been? Doesn't matter. It does matter as your parole is coming up. If you're sneaking out every night then you're in breach of your parole agreements. You're eluding my custody. Am I though? You know where I am. Ah, Scottish! It's gonna be hard. It's, it's gonna, be, gonna be so hard! You know where I am. But fine, you wanna come with? There's no one stopping you. I also want to sleep. I sleep. Ah, young is, youth is wasted on the young. Right, bring me tonight. If, if you have time to go on your surveillance. You have to understand. <sighs> okay, okay. It, well, it's hard to do the Cockney yeah. and to the Scottish. Think my fair lady. Well, well, I have to think I'm a goblin. Um, what you have to understand is I can't, I can't sleep until I've been. With that, um, Carl's gonna put the tips of his fingers, press them to, uh, the tips of his fingers together, steeple them, and then touch them to his uh, lips and just stare ahead at the at the bench on the other side and just he knows what it's like to not be able to sleep unless something has been done so and no I I don't go every night I don't well that's a blessing but recently I just feel like there's something in the air. And I feel like if ever he was gonna get caught doing something, 
going to be now? And maybe it's just because my parole is about to end and, and all of it's hanging in the balance, as it were, but I don't know. It's been harder to stay away lately. Another ten minutes of either silence or meaningless small talk. It, it's definitely getting to uh, uh, almost a obsessed silence now, now that Carl's thinking about it. It's a problem. Hmm. I wonder if this would be a good time. Yeah, I think I will. Carl, in light of this unexpected, sudden confrontation with your own mm -hmm. demons, I would like for you to make me a sanity check. Cool. What so here's how this rolls. As it stands, put this for under? the purposes of this session, go ahead and throw this in y'all's notes. I'll put this under enemies. Um, you both begin with a base sanity of 99. Over the course of your adventures, there are going to be instances, creatures, objects, that will, without question, diminish that sanity in intervals that will be rolled. However, every so often you will come face to face with things that cause you to question or cause you to face severe introspection. Mm -hmm. That is when you will do a sanity roll. If you roll your sanity level or lower, you are in the clear. You will not lose any sanity points. If you roll over your sanity threshold, well, that's where the fun begins, my friends. Okay. So, Carl. What's my sanity level? At this point in time, you both stand at 99. Oh, okay. Yep. So, okay. go ahead and roll me a D100. Sixty-one. Okay, you are in the clear. That was close. Sixty-one. That was close. No, 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 it, no. It was. I, the, I understand what you're the, saying. The tens was on the zero. Gotcha. And then I was like, oh no. So, <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. Um, um. That being said. Yes. Uh. Is Lewis on the way? Like, between Scotland Yard and, uh, and St. Paul's. Paul's. At this point in time, you have uh, begun to traverse through um, Soho's district, mm -hmm. um, making your way closer and closer to St. Paul's. You made shop in Soho with the strictest point in mind to put yourself... Well, actually, before I say that, let me pose the question to Patrick. Would Patrick have taken steps to fight this by making sure he's locating himself in an area where Lewis is not readily available, or vice versa? Do, do I know Lewis as somebody I know? I potentially we I, may have I, to determine that. Yeah, later. I've been I've been trying to not make it so you don't know Lewis. Okay. Um, but as you are a coming I, to your own powers, I'd, of I'd say I'd say Lewis is. Uh, Tell you what, I'm going to look at the map real quick. Yeah. And I'm going to say that due to Lewis's occupation, uh -huh. we are going to put Lewis, if you are there in Soho, 
close enough to be tempted, far enough so you have to really fall so, off. Yeah, so it can be ignored. We're going to put Lewis on the wrong side of the river, as it were. You are in Soho in the city of London, and he makes his uh, most common spot mm -hmm. on the uh, northern shore of Southwark, on the direct opposite side of, of the river. Of Southwark? Southwark. There might be a more British pronunciation of that, but that is Okay, that's S-U-T-H. Southwark. Oh. Okay, Southwark. Yep. Okay. Um, Wrong side of the river. Are we anywhere near that? Uh, you are going parallel to the river. St. Paul's is on the same side of the river that you are on right now. Southwark's on the other side of the river. You would have to do a hell of a detour at this point in time. Sure would. Okay, it's not, not worth it right now. Way. There's work to do. There's work to do. Excellent. Uh, eventually, you do make it um, to the uh, the uh, <laughs> on uh, Fenchurch Street. The uh, ringing bells of St. Paul's begin to echo in this uh, little square, this uh, intersection. Passing by numerous public houses, butcheries, and uh, rotisserie, uh, not rotisseries. Rotisserie chickens. Rotisserie chickens and the butcheries. Um, and uh, you hear the ringing bells of St. Paul's. And the... Uh, um, I'm going to spend a tuppence to feed the birds. Love it. Shoot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, I mean, if the old bird woman's there, I will, but... Uh, the monastic... Actually, uh, she might be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the monastic choir um, are concluding um, the uh, evening mass, the pre-evening mass, or I should say preparations for the evening mass. Um, and uh, there are a uh, small scattering of, of uh, church members beginning to make their way into St. Paul's. Um, as you kind of slip in amongst the, let's face it, elderly and or or disposed members of society who are beginning to fill up the pews bit by bit by bit at a time. Um, you do make eye contact with uh, one of the, um, the monks who uh, helps everything uh, run smoothly here, and he leans over to uh, a... He's not... Shriveled is a very unfair term to apply to Father Monaghan. Um... A veteran of the Second Afghan War. It was on the battlefields that... Uh, um, what was your first name, sir? William. Father William Monaghan. A, a fellow Scot. Um, and when, when we do get into the church, mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely going to, you know, cross myself. And, do that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Not Catholic, but exactly. still, we're it's, it's of cross. It's Christ. Yep. So, um, Jules, as uh, all the parish members are dipping their fingers in the uh, the bas the basin basin, basin. of uh, water upon entering and doing a quick sign of the cross, some going to full kneel before proceeding. You see Patrick do a very brief sign of the cross himself. Um, Nope. 
Yep. Uh, as you just not even not even like being dismissive of it, just walking past mm-hmm. it, you do hear a. <clears throat> you turn and you see a, an old woman, probably on the wrong side of seventy, mm-hmm. um, wearing a very narrow spectacles, very pinched mm-hmm. face. Um, a fairly ostentatious hat of uh, black drapes uh, with a little uh, kind of violet ribbonry going on and uh, a uh, a frock that comes all the way up to her neck. Um, (laughs) A very, very mm, not subtle brooch of what looks to be of a jade butterfly of some sorts and uh, just overall a shriveled, pinched appearance and she's looking at you looking at your appearance, giving you an up and down, and is very much giving you a stink eye. Pay your respects, child. No. If there is a god, he hates me and doesn't deserve my respect. (laughs) I'm not here to worship, I'm here on business. All business is worship, child. It's only fools who don't recognize it. Moat. Beam. If you have a, you know, the, the, those... Speck in your eye. Thank you. Thank you. My, my own lack of scripture <laughs> led, me, led me astray there for a brief moment. I was thinking of Godspell. I thought you were being in character for a second. I was. I was. And you know what? Actually, it would fit in character for her to... What? <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the reference? I, don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, and Godspell, too. You, you have to remove the small speck of dust from your eye before you can leave the great big plank in front of your neighbor's eye. So, if that's the reference you're looking mm-hmm. for. Anywho. Similar. Um, so, you leave behind the sputtering... Matthew 7, 5. Matthew 7, 5. Now. 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 I know enough about... Man in hell, witch! <laughs> <laughs> I know enough about scripture to deal with people like these. And you do hear, you do hear, Mother! <laughs> so, so sorry, so sorry. Mother, what am I doing? She, she didn't make the sign! She, 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 the devil quotes scripture at me! <laughs> um, guides the uh, very decrepit woman away. Um, and you begin to make your way, once again. Uh, to one of the uh, lectories off to the uh, side of the church, uh, not in the main area of worship. Um, and there, uh, being helped into the room, uh, the limping form of uh, of uh, Father William Monaghan, veteran of the Second Afghan War. Um, uh, as I was saying before, it was on the battlefield that he had found God. He uh, had made the, the, the oath that if he uh, lived to come back to England, he would devote his rest of his life to God, and so he did. So he did. Um, one of the few to fall through with that sort of pledge, um, as he had lost his son on the battlefield as well. Uh, and although he constantly tries to uh, pull you away from St. Columbus to take part in the traditions over at St. Paul, um, a very warm camaraderie exists between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Father, oh, Monaghan, Father Monaghan does uh, put himself in his, his early 60s um, and uh, he holds nothing but fondness for you, Jules, even though he can at times sense either discomfort or dismissal of his life choices. 
he makes sure he ensures that none of that is reflected in his interactions with you. So I, I just remember, um, and and I just I'm remember. very careful to to let people like him know that like I don't think down on them right. for being religious. Mm-hmm. I'm all about whatever makes you happy. It's just, I just not for you. I just remember why I chose St. Columbia's. It's it's uh, the Church of Scotland. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, so. <sighs> If it isn't my two favorite people, well, favorite in this moment anyway. <laughs> Jules, come, give us a hug. Oh, God! A bit forgive me, child, forgive me. My mind's is not where it's meant to be nowadays. It's been a, been a strange week. It's all right, Father. Patrick! Father. Now, I, I heard from Butterfingers that you've been working away at that manuscript. I have, before you jump into that, I have a new piece that needs some translating. Well, as long as it's not from bloody Baron Frederick, I can't take much more of his writing. No, this is... I think it's in bloody code, I'm telling you. Well, this is in code as well, but it's in Latin. I think that might be more up your line. That's less in code and more in good teaching, boy. Give it here. There you are. My, my training's more in Greek. And, uh, you know, Latin languages suffixes that people actually speak? Suffixes and prefixes. and If it has nothing to do with a body part, I don't have much I'm sorry. Uh, I knowledge. just... Why give the mass in Latin? Like, no one can understand what you're saying. Well, see, that's part of the beauty of it, Jules. That people don't actually understand what they're being... No, if preached. I mess up, no one can tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Jules likes religion just a little bit more now. <laughs> Lord, Lord love you, Father. Uh, uh, if he did, he'd uh, help me out with this bum leg. Oh, I hope he does. Uh, then again, he did He did see me through. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh, all right, what have you... Spectacles. Ah. In, in, in investigation to see I, where there might be? You, you, you totally can, but he's already oh. pointing at, right. a, at a lectern behind you. All right. There's, they're just resting on top of the Saint, um, not Saint James. <laughs> they're just resting on the holy book over there. there you are. <clears throat> Whoa! I swear you get younger every time I see you. I do. That was meant to be a compliment, but it may come across a wee bit creepy. Ah, uh, all right then. Sapir, oh, you've got a scholar gunning for you now. I see. Apparently. You see Monahan go from joyful and boisterous to a little more reserved. His eyes dart over to you briefly and then back. How many, um, how many people have uh, seen this note? Oh. Just Scotland Yard, so nobody. <laughs> and only Robinson. Hmm. Well, and Jimmy. Well, Jimmy didn't have time to really look at it, so. And, and I mean, well. No one's read it, except me, you, and Robinson, and now you. But you're the only one who, thus far who can understand it. Right. Dare to know broken children. 
Your end begins where man has collected power. Dare to know, that was a uh, Sapir Odi. Have collected power? Yes, has collected power. Sapir Odi? Sapir Odi was a uh, rallying cry for a, uh, I guess you could call them monastic scholars. Dare to know, dare to question, as it were. I don't much care for uh, his labeling of you, but uh, I would assume broken children applies to ye. Your end begins where man has collected power. That's a strange one. Um, let's see. Why don't you finish your thought first, and then I'll provide something. I was just trying to think of what I could do to potentially interpret that. Well, you could both give me an intelligence check for starters. There you go. My intelligence is not great. Natural 20. Oh my gosh, you're incredible. <laughs> so 19. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm. <laughs> First net 20. You guys are starting off hot. I'm liking Woo! this. I'm liking this a lot. I love these dice. That's a 17 plus 2 is a 19. So I'm not, I'm not hey! <laughs> so you, you got a 19 to subtracted. Yeah. Hey, look at us. Both, both 19. We both got the same score. As one. Is your hand okay? As one. It's incredible. Look that at is, us. That is fantastic. Um, I will... Prompt this with a question, and we'll see if our players are as intelligent as their characters. <laughs> so great. What is power? Oh. Talking about electricity? No, no. This is this is like Parliament. Well, so that's what I thought too. But then... what are what's a good trite hackneyed expression regarding power? Whoa. Uh... What is power? Something that. Patrick, in all his studies, would come to value. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge. So, library, maybe? Your end begins where man has collected power. Library being... Library comes... Knowledge is power comes bidden to the both of you. And Jules immediately begins to think of where's knowledge heavily collected a library most certainly perhaps university university is also on the right path however there is one place rather fresh in its construction as of late uh only in the last 15 years i believe the reading room at the british museum mm. Mm. is one of the largest collections of knowledge in this modern world. It was there that uh, uh, Sir Conan Doyle had begun doing the necessary research to pen his works, though, naturally, Sherlock Holmes is not a 
literary masterpiece in this particular universe. But mm. one that is would be also um, Bram Stoker. Great authors, great philosophers. It was said that uh, Lenin himself, actually, though once again, not in this particular time, uh, great minds have attended this, this reading room, this uh, circular grand arena of the great coalition of man's works. A modern day library of Alexander. Tower of Babel. And all it costs is reservation and a fair bit of coin. I thought you were going to say testicles because that was going to be a problem for me. Like you have to be a man. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Thankfully not. The, the reading room is not open to um, The reading room is not yet. generally open to the public. Yet. Um, but it does lie at the British Museum, mm-hmm. which is located. We went, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Haven't we been there? Yeah. <laughs> We've even been in the library. Yep, the reading room uh, was finished its construction in uh, 1857, mm. so it actually has been around for uh, a little over 40 years now at this point in time, so I was a little off of my estimation. Right. Um, uh, at the time, though, more than 62,000 visitors uh, began to breach its walls when it first uh, opened. And, and it cost... To give you guys a point of reference as to what the reading room yeah. resembles. Yep, in there. We went in there? I don't remember that room. It's in the middle. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of spherical... You might dome recognize that's... it more like this. It's a spherical domey. I still don't remember room. being in that room. Are you sure we went in there? Maybe we didn't, but I've been. But no. you've been. The outward construction of it. Cool. But it costs to go in. It's uh, not a advertised cost, but as oh. there is a oh, to get, as there is a reservation listing. Oh, to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. To make sure your name gets higher up, you gotta. Oh, great. Pad their pockets. Uh, thank you, Father. Um, well, uh, I must say I'm, uh, this note uh, is not putting me in the best of, uh, spirits for the two of you. Um, can I interest either of you in a, uh, confession session before you leave? I know, I know, Jules, I just, I feel the need to ask. It would take a really long time. How about just in the last couple of days, then? Really we can chip, chip at it a little. All right, I'll, I'll leave you to it, then. Actually, in the past few days, I've been pretty good. That's good. past five years, I've been pretty good. Um, Before that, I didn't really know any better, so, you I'm, know. I'm going to say, Father, I would, but I don't mix business and religion. <laughs> I'm going to get you to convert one of these days. Maybe. I mean, with you, with you here, it definitely makes it more uh, appealing. But um, we admire your optimism. Are you saying I'm tempting you? It's <laughs> a good joke. It's a good joke. I like it's it. A good Thank joke. you. All right. So to uh, I don't rush on the other manuscripts. It's fine. But um, thank you kindly for this. I, I should be another. Couple weeks left on that, if I'm being completely honest. It's, uh, that's some heavy stuff you're giving me, laddie. Oh. It's, 
uh, I tried to that meet. Doesn't I, do anything halfway. I tried to meet the task halfway. to the uh, uh, to the the strength of the one doing it. Well, the Lord only gives us what we can handle, I suppose. It is. Yeah. Or with the temptation, we'll provide an, a way gonna to escape. Jules is going to turn at that and just start walking out. Or along with the temptation, we'll provide a way, a means to escape it. Ah! <laughs> one went by me a little bit, but I don't care. And, um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Great. Off to the British Museum, then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to the, um, same guy who's, we told him to wait. Okay, fantastic, yeah. Um, sure enough, he did wait. Um, I have to double check the address of the, uh, Didn't write down where the British Museum is. I believe, unless I'm mistaken, I believe it's also in Westminster. So you guys have kind of just gone beep, boop, beep. Which is unfortunate, but I'm fairly certain on that. How did we go to the British Museum and I didn't see that room? Maybe that's where they had the wave paintings that you had to pay extra to get Might into. Have been. Well, not pay extra, pay. The museum itself is free. Um, uh, Great Russell Street. That. Yep, Great Russell Street in London. It's... it's it's near West. You're going. You're not backtracking completely. You're doing more of a triangulate, but wait, wait. hold on. It's it's this part. Russell Street in Westminster. Uh, Grand Russell Street adjacent to Westminster. So you're looking at um, as opposed to like a 15 minute uh, carriage ride. Um, from Scotland Yard to St. Paul's. This one's looking more oh, like Oh, okay. So I remember the outside, but we didn't go in. Mm-hmm. I think that is where they had the wave painting. They must have. This one is looking to be more of a 25 to 30 minute um, carriage ride, especially as it's moving into the more populated, mm-hmm. uh, more densely populated, yeah. I should say, having to cut through the more densely populated streets. Um, as you are uh, clip-clopping around. We need to talk about something. Yep. Um, before I uh, broke your teacup this morning. Yes. I remember it vividly. As oh, this afternoon, my, sorry, as this afternoon. As will my wall. I threw out your aftershave. What? Are you daft? You just, it's, it's such a bad smell. I just. It is not a bad smell. So. You know, I just have been around a lot of men, and I know what a good man smells like, and I know what a bad man smells like, and you don't smell like either of those things. You smell like bad cheese. <laughs> Take it from me, governor. When your lady tells you that you smell bad, it's a time to change your your cologne. She's, yes. not, she's not, not my lady, not. and it's... I'd appreciate it if you would mind your own business. I mean, take a whiff of him. Will you tell me if he, if he smells fine? Do not take a... <laughs> to be honest, sir... I can't tell if that's the shite at the bottom of your boots or you're out to shave. Thank you. Um, does this gentleman have <laughs> on the bottom of his, of his feet? <laughs> Give me an investigation. <laughs> I mean, he does work with horses. <laughs> A billion. 18 plus oh my six. Gosh. Um... He uh, doesn't have, you, you know, you noticed as he was uh, opening the carriage door for the both of you that he was not leaving uh, the uh, telltale smudges upon the heel. However, you do know that on the uh, step leading up to the mm-hmm. uh, the carriage's loft, 
um, that there is a, uh, a discoloration upon the uh, black lacquered uh, step that is only indicative from extensive exposure to horse manure, mm-hmm. um, as it does have a different pH level within the poo. Mm-hmm. Um, so while he may not have any fresh duty on him, he has spent enough time around duty and in said duty that he really has no place to be talking to you. I'm, I'm just trying to smile at that. I'm not even going to... Choosing not to eviscerate him. Not, not now. Just, I don't know if there's the, the poop on your boots. I'm just going to look at his boots. Do, and do I go. see that smile? Do I see that look? Uh, you tell me. You're fairly keyed into his expressions at this point in time. Please rub the horse manure on yourself. I'd prefer it. I might have to. Now that I don't have any aftershave. <laughs> Couldn't make a pit stop at the haberdashery, Governor. Uh, if we're making pit stops. Once again, opposite direction, but yeah. No. Like super opposite? Super opposite. Incredibly opposite? Incredibly opposite. What, Pat? Like, how far opposite? If you disembarked now and got a different carriage if you wanted this one to continue on, you could probably get to Lewis's normal haunts and back here in an hour. Okay. I'm going to say, stop the carriage. And I'm going to uh, say, I'll meet you at the library. I have an errand that needs attending to. I didn't really break it. I just hit it. I'll meet you at the reading room. If you really want to keep wearing it, it's fine. I'll meet you at the reading room in no less, in no more than an hour. Give me an inside check, Jules. No need to give me a deception unless you want to do a placebo roll. Uh, I'm sorry, doing insight? Correct. Nine. He's got an errand. It's a little annoying that he's leaving you alone like this, but... Well, I also think, oh, shoot, I think I actually just defended him. Yeah. (laughs) I've never pushed him over the edge before. I guess I reached it with the aftershave. (laughs) Like, as he's getting out of the carriage, like, I I stashed it underneath Shadow's blankets. I'll bring it back. Then it is truly... Gone. <laughs> Carry on, driver. No no more than an hour. Alright, um... Odds or evens? Evens. Okay, we're gonna start with you. Okay. Um, I shall grab another... Uh, carriage. Carriage. And... Um, I will... pay the whatever five shillings and I'll say um, there's an extra crown in it for you if we can uh, make it there in uh, in under in under 20 minutes I you got it um, before you each embark on your separate little errands um, why don't you both give me a perception check Uh, 
19. Okay. <laughs> 21. Oh. <laughs> very perceptive bunch. I'm really not. I'm just rolling really just well. Saying, we're, we're very perceptive. It's a lot. It's different from any character we've ever played. <laughs> um, so, as Pat is getting out, mm-hmm. um, and you're... It's under, the, it's under Shadow's blanket, just exasperated that he's going into full-on man-child mm-hmm. pouting session. Um, the hustle and bustle of London occurring behind him is white noise for you at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Motion is not a big deal. What does catch your eye are things that are stationary. Mm-hmm. Rocks in the river, as it were. And You love that metaphor, don't mm-hmm. you? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, it's only more fresh for you because you've been listening to Yerum. Mm-hmm. Not so much for me. Um, as you are perceiving... It's good both times. Thank you. As you are perceiving this, you see a... A woman... Curled, wispy, white locks. Not bobbed se but just short mm-hmm. and she just is wearing a very small simple red cap and the style of dress is less Londoner and more like that which is found across the pond in those blasted colonies it's a uh, there's no high neck there's no Shoulder pads, not that you pay much attention to dress couture, as it were. But it is enough. It's probably, like, I just don't adhere to it, but I'm, exactly. not, I'm aware of it. I mean, I adhere to it. Exactly. When it's, but it is a, is an old woman in American-style dresses of similar reddish hue as the uh, cap upon her head. And she's just observing the two of you. She has a warm eyes, brown that look almost slightly glassed over. Not blind, but cataracts, perhaps. And she's just observing the two of you and sees that you have seen her. And she just just kind of gives you a little smile nod. And uh, as you have now noticed her, she kind of waddles her way around and begins to walk back down the street from whence you came. And Patrick, with your gift that you can't quite turn off, the red does stand out, but given the direct nature of your task at hand it is you're not able to pick up much more than what Jules already sees perhaps not even to that extent American dress yes but it's just one more old woman whatever so Patrick Uh, definitely make my way to uh, uh, the north shore of Southwark Um, Um, I'm not even going to have you roll Investigation. You, you know, you know where he, where he is. 
Um, there is a, uh, a fishmonger's couple stands that are mm. set up. And in addition to that, there is... Um, a uh, absolutely decrepit public house, mm-hmm. simply called uh, the Blade Bone, and uh, the Mastiff of this inn, public house, uh, is that of a uh, swordfish, skeleton of a swordfish, and so this is the what the Blade Bone. It's a public house, a drinking house, a drinking establishment. It's set up next to the fishmonger's stands. And and what what section of the city is this in? This is in Southwark. Right Southwark? Other, yep. O- other side of the river from Southwark. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, lounging by a barrel, smoking a pipe, the balding, disheveled, gaunt features... Of Lewis. He's just puffing away on his pipe, throwing back a, a cup of sack, and he looks up and he sees you. And that damned smile starts to creep over yellow, rotted teeth. Uh, the great inspector comes to grace us. Lowly mortals with his presence. And Hello, Carl. Lewis. Connich, do you? I wouldn't be seeing you if I didn't. <laughs> and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't make it publicly known that the great inspector frequents your establishment. Oh, frequencies such a hefty term don't you mm, Scottish hefty term don't you think it's not as if uh, I see you every other day now I like the good old days eh good for some what have you got well as happens those slanty eyed bastards have uh, started to put together a beautiful foray of uh, delectables available only in the far east Come here to make our days a little less cheery, as it were. So I could give you the old, you know, the old pick-me-up, or perhaps we could try something new. And he begins to take out a bundle of cloth and stops and he goes, (laughs) Complacency, you've got me complacent. (laughs) Show me the money. I'm going to say, um, what's... Your um, what's your guarantee on the on the new stuff? I don't want anything that might hinder. Oh, hinder is a hinder is a strong term. I need to know the specific ingredients to make sure that it's not going to overdose it's or organic. counteract. It's organic. It's organic. It's Poppy seeds. That's all it is. It's poppy seeds. They've just been, you know, treated. Maybe cooked a bit. Alright, I don't know what else they put in it, but it makes you 
believe him fly. How you long? see your dreams. How long? How long you fly? Three hours, four. Enough to get a good jump on a good night's rest. When was the last time you had one of those, Carl? Shut up, Lewis. You're not, you don't have to win me over. I'm already here. Let's try the new stuff. <clears throat> I'm gonna reach out and pull out how much. Yeah, that's a great question. Did not take into account my drug costs here. So we're gonna say for four doses of opium. Okay. That's gonna set you back two and a half pounds. Okay, I'll just I'll take. Uh, four doses. That should. I can I can wean that and then wean myself off, slowly. And I I I know my I know my my limits and mm -hmm. how I can start and then. So I think four doses would be enough. So it's two two and a half. Yep, two and a half pounds. More than some families make in a week. By a substantial amount, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then that would be just about right for yeah. drugs. Add custom item. Does this uh, new opium have a name? <clears throat> oh, um. And you see, Lewis. Got a name. Well, uh, uh, yes, um. The Orientals, uh, they call it um, Dragon Haze. <laughs> Probably with your passive insight, he is talking so far out of his ass. But at this point in time, you don't really care. You're going to want to use your pipe for it. And remember, if you get filched, where'd you get it? I found it on a criminal. And you see Lewis just come up and give start to give your pat like a little for your pat. Start to give your face a little don't, pat. Don't do it. I'll be seeing you later, Kyle. And I'm gonna uh Toss him. Uh, an, I'm going to toss him the uh, other five shillings. Shillings and say, make sure you forget my name. I wasn't here. Oh, lad. You turn around to go. You hear You're weak boy. You had a weakness. It's in our blood. It's cursed. You're cursed. I curse the day you came out of your mother's quat You turn around. And Lewis is still just standing there. Well, we're gonna kiss. 
this. Um, let's see. Mm, no, we haven't taken it yet. So give me another sanity check. Nope. Um. Good. 48. Jules. Carl has gone off mm -hmm. to take care of his errand. You saw the odd red-dressed American styled woman who knows mm -hmm. you know that it's going to it's going to take you another 20 minutes to get to the British Museum and then you have 40 minutes to kill what do you want to do do I know I have 40 minutes to kill he said about I told you I'd be there okay I couldn't remember that that's okay um, you, you remember it even if you don't it's been a while it's been a while. Yeah, well, yeah, Jules remembers it. I did not, because, yep. you know, the creepy Lewis kind of threw me off. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and head to the museum. Mm -hmm. um, there's a part of me that wants to follow the creepy lady, but at the same time, business. Yeah. You get to the British Museum, and um, the uh, carriage driver says, Well, then this... Um, Want me to wait around here as well, or uh, this is the final destination? Oh, no, you can go. Right then, um, for the record, I really didn't think he smelled that bad, but I, uh, you're just uh, a pretty young thing like you. I wanted to uh, take my uh, shot of being a knight in shiny armor, eh? Right, well, thanks for that. Right. Good day, Mum. <laughs> oh. um, as you are, are you going to enter the museum? You know, you know that the reading room is in a courtyard within the grounds of the British Museum. Um, so you could either hang around the entrance of the British Museum itself. You could go into the British Museum, or what do you want to do? I want to case the reading room. You want to case the reading room? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. When you say case, you mean walk around the exterior, or do you mean... Well, I mean, if I can get inside, great, but I'm assuming because of the reservation system, I, I need to I need to wrap my head around what's required in order to get inside. Totally, 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 totally. So, so if, you know, initially it'll probably start with getting to the exterior, walking around it. Is there mm -hmm. a way I could feasibly just sneak inside? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you begin by entering the foyer of the British Museum itself. Yep. Uh, they ask for a mere uh, two-shilling uh, admission fee. Okay. It's free nowadays. Yeah. Uh, um, two-shilling, I'm sorry, and shilling is silver. silver? Okay. Yep. Pence, or pennies, is copper. Shillings is silver. Pounds okay, is gold. Hold on, I need to do... I think crowns are like five gold. Mm. I mean, <laughs> five pounds, unless I'm grossly mistaken. I could be wrong. Seven. I would need to refresh myself, but... Silver pieces, that means I have ten, so then two, so eight. Okay, so I go in. I'm in the foyer. Excellent. Um, as you... Oh, oh dear. <laughs> there we go. Oop, I went too far. Ha, ha, ha. There we go. Uh, as you begin to uh, make your way towards the, uh, the central uh, archway leading to the grand courtyard in which the reading rooms are 
globular building is erected, um, you do hear one of the tour guides being to pontificate. Um, the British Museum was founded in 1753 and opened its doors in 1759. It was the first national museum to cover all fields of human knowledge, open to visitors from across the world. Enlightenment ideals and values. You, I assume you walk past him. Yep. Enlightenment ideals and values and excuse me, excuse me, miss. What? I'm exactly whose benefit do you think I'm doing this for? Them. It's fair enough, but come now, don't you want to be part of the tour? I've done it. Oh. Oh. Hey, with me? Yes. It was a lovely time. Give me a deception check. Witty. Crown back in the 1800s would have been 25 pence. Ah. It's now five pounds. Gotcha. 25. <laughs> oh, of course, I, re I remember you now. How can I forget? <laughs> the lady who likes wear pants. <laughs> Extraordinary. Anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> the museum is driven by an insatiable curiosity for the world. <laughs> you slip through the courtyard. Uh, and here you do see, you know, the arboreum, the, the, the novice arboreum that has been constructed around the... Uh, um, before yes. that happens, before I go, and he makes the pants comment, and I'm like, <sighs> okay. So I have a thing pinned up that I can pull out that makes it a dress, makes it a skirt. I love it. Do you do so? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that I hate dresses. No, of course it's not. Just it's going against the status of what was. Yep. Um, you make <laughs> you start to go through the arboreum. Um. And uh, as you're making your way towards the exterior of the building, you begin trying to... It's got a lot of windows. That's a lot of windows. Like, mm -hmm. that's... This would be easy enough with the proper trimming. If you came back later with your rope, like... It's really not that hard to break in here. That's kind of nice, actually. And as you're passing through a certain copse of trees... Um, you begin to hear grunting. Okay. It is not a happy grunting. Okay. Do you continue on or do you investigate? I'm going to definitely investigate the unhappy grunting. Okay. Um... You step between two trees, and at this point in time, give me a history check. Okay, one sec. Let me change the music. Okay, history? Mm-hmm. 16. As you are 
beginning to lean on these trees, trying to quietly follow this sound. You realize that you recognize this carnal sound, this unwilling sound. It's, it's, it's not possible at all. As you peer around the tree, you realize that the window you're looking into it's not that of the British Museum or of the reading room instead the red hue of the lights shining through the cortisol highlight a young woman with amethyst eyes being forced Is he? Mm-hmm. he grunting needs no more description as it is common with this great lord to just take what he wants once the price was paid you see him young girl's dress pulls off his belt he leans in close that's right love scream for me give me a sanity roll did you hear the door back? yeah I have them I know, they're just here. These have been rolling really well for me. It's a 45. Okay. You're fine. Roll your door. Hmm? Roll your door. The... 25. Even better. The, um, <laughs> as the belt comes down, you feel a uh, tap on your shoulder. Miss! <laughs> and I can do the rolls if you want. Uh, I don't. I think for the. I mean, why not? Sure. Let's go ahead. Do the rolls. All right. So this is a grapple check. Um. Okay, hold on. Let me go to my my thing. I just created this today, but. <clears throat> so as my reaction, I'm going to grapple the character by pulling their arm behind their back in a swift motion. Okay, um, so I roll with uh, dexterity plus my proficiency. So 14. 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, in a <coughs> one practiced fluid movement, grab the wrist, do a little pirouette yourself, wing it around, crank the elbow right up, and you hear a, ah, 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 ah! and uh, you Im- don't immediately let go, but you ease up on the pressure once you realize you have a face full of uh, raven locks. And uh, <laughs> it appears to be just a a young woman. I will let go immediately. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, sorry. Ah. I don't like to be sn- snuck up on. Oh. And you surprised me. I'm, re- I'm re- very sorry. No. Go like this. Oh. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. that's much better. Yeah. Um, no, um, terribly sorry. I wasn't trying to startle you. No, no, I know. I was just uh, lo- lost in thought. Mm. My oh. back is stinging. I don't say that to the oh. girl. That's for your <laughs> okay, information. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Um. On there. Oh, there we go. Um, and uh, she just goes, I'm, I'm so sorry, dear. You just... You look like you were quite lost in thought there. Uh, yeah, I was. Hmm. About anything in particular? What? About anything in particular, love? No. Oh. Oh, well. Just, um, this room, uh, the reading room it's called, right? Right? Oh, oh yes, yes. I was about to frequent it myself, actually. Oh, uh, could I come with you? I've always wanted to see the inside. Why would I let a dirty whore like you with me? Is this for reals? Did she really just say that? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. And I'll just start to walk away. It was weird. She's not there. Mm, okay. Huh. Go ahead and give me another sandy roll. 71. <clears throat> so good. Ooh. Okay. You approach the entrance of the reading room. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you see a, a porter at the front. Um, he has uh, slicked back uh, black hair. Um, a rather hook-pointed nose. I think a little more well-kept severed snake. Okay. Um, and, uh... This music is hilarious, and I'm loving it so much. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um, it's called Ethan's Waltz. It's, like, creepily peppy. Yes. Um, and as he, uh, is, uh, sitting, standing before a large book at a lectern with the, uh, glass doors of the reading room behind him... Name... <laughs> Jules Walker. You're not in the book. I'm not? No. Fun book. <laughs> I assure you it is quite okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... Lord Cooper, the ninth Earl of uh, Shaftesbury. So uh, Ashley Cooper is his last name. It's a hyphenated name. Oh, thank you. That's important. I thought he just had a fancy middle name. Nope. Lord Ashley Cooper, um, the Earl of Shaftesbury. He uh, he told me that he made a reservation for me about a month ago. Okay. First, give me a deception check. Okay. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you using your mansion. <laughs> Ooh, natural 20! Get the front door out of here! Plus <laughs> 9, so 29! Oh my gosh. So you just see him just kind of go... You created monsters, Robo. And he looks back down. I'm so happy! Yeah. He looks back down and he goes... Oh, Jules Walker. Sorry, I, I misheard you. Yes, 
Of course, you're right here. <laughs> and scribbles it. And scribbles <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, please uh, head right in. Um, and Carl Patrick's there with me too, is right? He'll be along shortly. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Come on, get in there. I don't remember what persuasion is. Probably super low because your charisma's terrible. What? Oh, that's good. No, I have I have good charisma. I I was a whore for years. <laughs> I had to be good with clients. Oh, it's not nearly as good. Fourteen. Okay. Mr. Kyle Patrick. Yeah. Very well. And the defining attributes of this gentleman besides his name? Um, well, I'll give him a brief description. Mm. And, and what he's wearing, almost exactly. <laughs> Excellent. I will uh, be sure to show him indirectly. Please enjoy the reading room, though do remember no tomes are to be taken beyond the walls. Thank you. Of course. <clears throat> Oh, right. <laughs> How much is it again? Oh, is this just a tip? That's the gratuity, ma'am. Oh, yes, 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 I'm sorry. I usually have people who do this for me. <laughs> 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 and I'll give him, I don't know, I don't know how much money I've got. Give him a crown. Give <laughs> him 25 pence. I know, yeah. Oh, wait, so how much is a crown in our funny? Uh, it would be two shillings and two, two shillings five, and five copper. copper. We are going to get so frustrated with this down the road. I am making the call right now. Okay. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm just going to make some currency adjustments so that I actually have some copper, if Don't that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to take away a gold piece. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and how many copper are in a gold? A uh, hundred pennies yep. to the pound. So there's a hundred pennies. To a gold. So that would give me a hundred copper? Correct. If you change out a gold, yes. Okay, because I already have some silver. So two silver and how many copper you Well, said? so it would just be 25 pence. So, so that's... just drop out 25 copper. So, okay, I will give him a, that. A crown, yeah. Oh, quite, quite generous, so mom. It's a large silver. Yeah. Which later, think, were slang called dollar. So they were their, their silver dollar. And then later, in like the 1990s, became a five pound thing. The more you know. I just researched it the past half hour, so. <laughs> Ready to drop some knowledge bombs. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so then I will just kind of be looking around, but I'll wait for him to get here before I do anything. Okay, why don't you give me a general perception check? Though? Okay. Uh, 16? 16. Um, with a 16, uh, you see a couple of the statues, you see rows upon rows upon rows upon rows mm -hmm. of books, um, you see, like, the, the weird shelves on the balconies, and, like, some have, like, uh, great pieces of art, others have, like, uh, multiple suits of armor, another one has, like, uh, a kind of a strange mural of, uh, some random artist, it's... <laughs> Not your cup of coffee. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was fast. Oh, that was very that was good, fast. Roosevelt. Thank you, thank you. 
Um, and that is how you will pass the time. Quick as lightning, you are. Oh, thank you, love. Cool. I get to the library. Yep. Um, I mean, to the reading room. Are you making a pit stop at home to drop off your new package? Is it on the way? It is. Then I would. Are you going to retrieve your aftershave from a new shadow's blanket? Oh, I need roll for roll for initiative. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go near that thing. I don't go near that thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll drop that off. Great. Um, okay. You are able to, after dropping another uh, two shillings, um, able to get um, through the museum to the museum and to the uh, entryway of the uh, the reading room, um, where I have uh, my cat now. You're a cat now? No, I have my cat oh, now. I've added yeah, her as a I'm pet. A um, and uh, you see the porter as before. And he... Oh! Master Patrick, of course. You are expected. Oh, wait. Master Patrick. <laughs> you are expected. Oh, my. Really? Excellent. Compatriot. She's... Mr. Fine. I'll walk to the center of the reading room mm -hmm. and just uh, holding the letter in my hand, just looking around. Okay. Because um, if I'm expecting, standing if, if in the this, center, I'll this person see said him I'm probably. expected, then I'm gonna be like, all right, who's that? No, <laughs> <around here?" laughs> and I'll actually reach into <laughs> under my for have the revolver ready so, to go. So I'll come up and say. Oh, ah. good. Your ear. Your ear. Your ear. Your ear. Your ear. Need to watch some doctors. Yeah. yeah. You ear. see Carl, with your with your reflexes, you do see Carl begin to like pull his revolver. Not in here. That's your complaint. Not in here. Not not don't Okay, um, now that the uh, dynamic duo are in the reading room of the Grand of the British Museum, uh, your investigation may begin. Why don't you both go ahead and give me an investigation check? Mr. DM. Yeah, what's that? Uh, as a paladin, mm -hmm. I know this might not completely apply, but as a paladin, I have divine, divine sense. sense. I'm go I was going to have this conversation okay, with I'm you. I'm sorry, what am I rolling again? I just wanted to write that down. Um, at this precise juncture of the story, I'm gonna need your that. more arcane abilities, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you to not utilize at this precise juncture. That's fair. No. <laughs> Four. Investigation? Yes, please. Uh, you may add four to this. I, I found a All book right. that was interesting to me, and so I'm, I'm kind of trying to read it. I, I got engrossed in it while I was waiting for Carl, and now I'm you know, trying to finish the chapter. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah, very nice. Have you read this? This is good. 14 plus I mean, 4? Mm -hmm. I've only 18. been reading for about 5 years, really, so I haven't, I haven't seen this. This is very good. 
Oi, it has spooky stuff. Not a whole lot initially catches your eye. You are looking for the nitty gritty. You are looking for that which does not belong. One of these things is not like the other. Just the smallest tell. It isn't until Jules. Have you read this? Of course I have. It's quite. The very statue that you are standing beneath in the center of this reading room. That of uh, Saint Mercurius. A Greek soldier turned Christian saint. He is a symbol of great swordsmanship and tactics. And this statue has been messed with. It's been tampered. For you see, at the juncture of the elbow upon the left arm, you can see that it was meant to be crossed over its chest, sword in hand. But through breaking and some odd grafting of a cement-like substance that is not like the rest of the statue, the arm, unnatural looking now, at a cocked angle, the forearm not perfectly lining up with the elbow, giving it a disjointed, gangled appearance as the sword pointing towards one of the balconies, pointing towards the three suits of armor. So we haven't really discussed this. Do we really want to be pursuing this? Or do we want to throw the letter into the river and say, oops? Because that's messed up. Messed up. It is. And that is vandalism. Whoever did it needs to pay for it. And oh, someone wait, wait. made us go on quite that, that's, journey. That's what's bothering you is that it's vandalism, not... This is St. Mercurius. Whoever that is. Excuse me. He was born in the city of Eskentos in Cappadocia, in Eastern Asia Minor. <laughs> come, come. He's an. Just oh, call up Google. Why don't born you? Around I cast Google. <laughs> um, tell you me. Butts, I love you. Tell me why. <laughs> just, just real quick. Why do you know that? <laughs> I like to read. You see him pointing at a He's plaque. Greek. <laughs> I'm going to say, come, come. Any any Greek scholar worth their salt would know such a thing. Oh, you read the plaque. <laughs> oh, there's a plaque. Oh, is there? <laughs> right. So, so we're going to go. We're pursuing. Yes? Well, I mean, it's the end, the beginning of the end, so... Right, that just sounds a bit ominous. I'm real close to the end of my time, and then That's maybe I could actually to. Let's, visit let's the go country. Positive. We'll think. We'll think of this in a positive way, grass. right? It's the beginning of the end of your, uh, your, uh, parole, or the well, beginning of the end spin. of. Uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. <sighs> I am too. Or we could just go home. 
I'm intrigued. Roll credits, close the curtain. <laughs> no, I'm intrigued too, damn it. Let's go. You approach the three suits of armor. It takes you a little bit to find the service ladder, for lack of better words, because after all, someone has to polish those suits. But it's not accessible by means of... Oh, there's going to be bodies in those suits. Stairwells. Just step on my anticipation. Oh! Oh my gosh, is there really... You make your way up to the suits. Oh, shoot! And with your passive perception... No, that made it worse! First thing that strikes you as you get within 10 feet of the suits of armor is the smell. Is the smell. Cooking and rotting flesh. Oh. Should we just call Scotland Yard? Not yet. Scotland Yard has had an unfortunate history of occasionally bungling up the crime scene. Right, I just mean, you know, we can't really pull out bodies without the rest of the police. Well, I guess you can. Okay. Uh, let's check it out. Oh. On which suit of armor? I'm actually grateful for your aftershave Le- left now. Left to right. Left to right? Yeah, okay. we'll start with the left and pull up the... Okay, so how how vi- visible is this area to the rest of the reading room? And how many people are in the reading room? At this point in time, there's only about two other occupants in the reading room. Okay. One uh, appears to be uh, a scholarly gentleman, uh, kind of a comb over receding hairline, just a cheap brown scholar's jacket, um, some glasses, and uh, he has a big stack of books beside him. Um, and he's just been scrawling notes and flipping through pages and scrawling notes. So, and and the other one? And then the other one uh, is uh, a other scholarly gentleman <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is in the middle of, like, might work here as he appears to be. Okay, great. So I'm going to, before away. Carl can get to that first helmet, I'm going to say, um, would you like me to do a bird's nest? Yeah, you do that. Okay, so I'm going to climb back down, and I'm going to go over to the first guy. Um, um, uh, and I'm going to say, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, Not now, there, please. There was a telegram sent to you from a woman um, saying that you needed to come home urgently. Mumsy? Yes. What? Well, spit it out, woman. What was the nature of the telegram? Um, it just said, come home now. Stop. Deception. <laughs> Mumsy, stop. <laughs> Mumsy, stop. Um, your package has arrived. Stop. Give me a deception Your package has arrived? <laughs> He's probably expecting a book. From Amazon? I know, I'm joking. You still bought and got packages? From the Amazon. From the Amazon, yes. Oh, that's a billion. That's a 26? I knew my gastrointestinal research papers. (laughs) Coming! Uh, uh, Just take care of these, please, please, will you? Thank you. Um, Uh, Yes, absolutely. And he uh, flips you a shilling. 
great. And he runs Put out. That in your money. Uh, okay. Shilling. I'm sorry. Silver. Sh sh yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Put yeah. Okay, and then I'm gonna go to the guy who seems to. Does, as I get closer, like, does he really work here? Uh, he appears to, yeah. Okay. He is the porter. The uniform he's wearing is not identical to the porter, but it does bear a lot of the similar characteristics of the British Museum's uh, iconography. Iconography. Um, at this point, was. Do we know what some of the other exhibits are that are in the museum at this point in time? Like, I don't know if the Acropolis Ooh. is here yet, or. You know, the Rosetta Stone or, like, any, any of those. I don't know what's there at this point oh, in time. Oh, lordy. Um, that would have been a great thing for me to research. Um, it's I don't blame you. It's pretty obscure. I'm going to say that there is an Egyptian exhibit. I'm going to say that there is the history of the War of the Roses. I'm going okay, to say, it, that, that, that's enough. I'm going to say, and I'm, the last thing I'm going to say is that there is a... Um, uh, the miracle of uh, the miracle of nature, and it is going to be a uh, 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 talking about uh, Nikola Tesla's experimentations, um, as well as uh, Thomas Edison. Oh, great! I love and... this idea. Um, excuse me. Um, they sent me in here to tell you um, they're having a problem with the Tesla exhibit. A lot of things. Anyway, they need all hands on deck to get it closed down before anyone's injured. Oh. What did you say? The other workers. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, have we met before? No, I'm just visiting, but I was the, the closest person at hand and they said, we need you to run in there and get... Oh. Does he have a name tag? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they did name tags then. I could be wrong, but... I can't remember. Yep. Uh, I wasn't around in 1899, so I can't... That's it. Yep, yep. That's fair. Uh, give me another deception check. Okay. If, any, if anything, there were, like, uh, Japanese printed books and manuscripts that were acquired then, and... Some, That's an 11. And a bunch of, 11? um... Okay. Right, wait. Greek coins. Yeah, 11. Roll off. Straight or with modifier? Straight. Oof, seven. Okay. Uh, he's gonna... Look at you. He's going to say... There must be one employee on the grounds at all times, and uh, if I were to leave, I would lose my job. So, unfortunately, it's not my problem. Thank you, though, for passing on the message. I, I assure you, you should... Truthfully, there are three bodies, I think, up in those suits of armor. You might want to call Scotland Yard. I'm sorry, what? Bodies. You can come take a whiff if you want. I was just trying to spare you. You know, get out. He, he, he looks up, looks up to like where you were indicating, and Carl, from where you're, like seated on the balcony, uh, that people are not supposed to be in. You can see Jules just kind of, and then you see this worker just slowly turn towards you and sees you in the, the three suits of armor. Because it'll take Scotland Yard a while to get here, yeah. so. <sighs> Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Deception's much better. I should have just kept lying. <sighs> then again, 17. Yep. Uh, also, he's a little freaked out by that. So, ah, uh, bodies. Right. Um, right. It's calling yard. Ha. Huh. Murder. I'm going to hold up. Hold up. I'm going to uh, cast. Uh, nothing to see here, folks. Calm yourself. I'm going to cast calm yourself. Okay. Um, I'm going to suppress. Explain. Ex so just walk me through. Mm -hmm. 
Absent of arcane. Absent of arcane. So I attempt to suppress strong emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know. So, I know the spell you're attempting. Um, I'm, I'm asking. Give so me. So charisma saving. So I'm choosing to uh, try to suppress these. Uh, these make him indifferent about this mm-hmm. uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go. Um, did we get his name at all? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, 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 you know, we're going to project d- down to him. Uh, keep calm. Uh, the uh, authorities are here. Uh, we're beginning our investigation as we speak. No need to raise Great. an alarm. Great. So Perfect. he so he has to make a charisma uh, a charisma. Um, hold up. Uh, a charisma 13. That is a fail. So uh, he uh, starts to go, Murder! Sorry, sorry. My features. So what? So do I call Scarlet Yard or not? Uh, yes, we need some backup. Call them, but you don't, like, right. do, do no, it calmly. No need to panic. Right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have Thornton close off the reading room for now. Yes. Best to uh, Excellent. do that. Um, right. Oh my bo- bodies! And he walks out, and you uh, see the Severus Snape character, Thornton, poke his head in. Oh, and I'll make sure. I'll make sure no one else enters. And then I'll climb back up, and I'll say, "The nest is empty." Excellent work, Kiku. Okay. The left turn, leftmost suit of armor. You give it a little ding, 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 ding. There's something in there. There's definitely something in there. Okay. Uh, peek under the helmet if I can get up the. Bloody stump. Decapitated. Looks like. Uh, okay, middle. Okay, the middle. Same thing. Yeah. Um, as you try to pull the latch, the helmet falls into your arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this helmet is definitely heftier than the other one. And uh, give me dexterity saving throw. Not, a, not amazing. It's a 14. 14's enough. You catch it before it bangs onto the ground. Um, and slowly you lift up the faceplate and sure enough uh, a male mid-thirties, dark hair, cropped short, closely shaven stubble, pallor is all off, but when the blood is absent, that is not that much of a surprise. He 
it's a head. Mm -hmm. Does the stump seem to match? Do either of us recognize him? Uh, give me a history check. <sighs> that time I wish I had Seven. had history be a higher stat. Twelve. No, you don't okay. recognize him. Okay. Um, does uh, does this seem to come from the same body? Uh, you would need to extricate the body from okay. the armor. Um, how long does this guy seem to have been dead? You will have a much better idea of that in a second if you extricate the body. Okay. So then let's go for the uh, third. Third suit. Third suit. Does, does that do second it. suit appear to have a body in it, or is it just the head? Uh, you can go ahead and give me an investigation while you uh, ding ding on the third. Um, there. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, there is. Uh, a left arm and hers yep and uh, about maybe a quarter of the torso but no legs but no legs okay in yours you dang dang sounds hollow dang dang sounds hollow uh, waist down so the first one had everything uh, but the head? No, looking in the helmet, it was at least a bloody stump. So there's upper body of the torso. Right, so it least. had everything except the head. I don't know. Because oh. we, mm -hmm. we don't know. Had been inspected fully yet. I looked in, so I knocked and I heard something then, and I lifted up the thing, there's no, no head. Right. So now that we've got parts and pieces. So you go back to the first suit of armor to mm -hmm. remove what's in there. And you find uh, a fully intact torso with a left and a right arm. Attached? Yep. But no legs. No, no legs, no head. No legs, no head. Torso, left and arm. Left and right arm. Okay, so we've got... And then the second one had the head and, and part of the right side. And a right arm with part of a torso. And then the last one had a body. I had headlights. Okay, I'm just gonna draw this. So. What, so, I'm sorry, so the left arm mm -hmm. and a quarter of the torso. Which quarter? Oh, it, left? Mm -hmm. You said left, okay. So, wait. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you are right on the money, sir. Like, <laughs> and this part is the legs. His armpit should be a little At this point in time, as you pull it out, and all the body parts are laid before you, I need you both to give me a sanity check. Sure. Awful. 77. Four. Whoa. It's crazy. It's crazy. Getting close to 100. It's five points away from 100. 
one thing that you don't even need to roll investigation for that becomes immediately ready and apparent is that the number of limbs present does not match. There is one limb too many. Wait. Oh, yeah, so there's the head. So, wait, so the head, the body, and the, like, the head, the top, and the bottom half are the same person? You may go ahead and give me a medicine check. It's terrible. It's only a 10. Oh, so we have the head with the... With the 10. Yeah. Because there's two arms, there's two legs, and then there's another arm. And there's a quarter mm-hmm. One part segment. of the torso. Yeah. Yeah. With a 10. You're able to ascertain that the head belongs to that torso. And the, but I don't know about the legs. The legs are a little bit harder to identify in the cut. Okay. You may now start giving me. I will say this, and this is how we will be approaching these kind of cases going forward. There are five clues to discover in this scene. The more clue, the more roles you succeed in, the more complete the picture you get. There are five clues. So do we have a clue now? That the head and the, tor- and the torso are together? Uh, yep. That was the first clue. Okay. Okay. Um, you so may identify so it by section of how you wish to proceed. You can is, is this kind of like a skills challenge, okay. or is this just what? So can we target the legs? Most certainly. Can I, can I help you investigate the legs? Um, sure. If you wouldn't mind dragging them over here with me and see if we can align them. I'll pull on, I'll pull on some gloves. Drag it over. Great. I don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. Is she helping me? Yeah. I'm going to be nice this first thing, this first investigations. The 14? 14? Okay. With the 14, with the legs, you're able to discern... I mean, that, that was medicine, right? Was that, inve- was that investigation or oh, medicine? medicine? Medicine, medicine, medicine. Okay. If it was medicine, then the DC's even lower, so you definitely succeeded. Okay. I was just curious if that was still 14. Um, those legs were not sawn off. They were sliced off. Though the tearing suggests one who is not physically strong which begs the question how did they kill the victim to begin with the legs were not sawn off they were sliced but the tearing suggests heavy resistance meaning that the killer is not of unnatural strength sliced off multiple slices to make it happen. But is it related? You may now go ahead and give me an investigation check. Investigation, that is a 16. Okay. The legs seem like they belong to the man. Now, so extra. What about this extra arm? Left arm? 
left over. Mid-30s <laughs> male, dark hair. Uh, is the skin tone it, similar? It, or is it a different is, is skin this, tone? Is this a naked body? Yes. Okay, just curious if they're mm-hmm. in clothes and stuff. Um, Jules, to answer your question, the skin tone is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, though... White, Caucasian? Definitely Caucasian. Male um, hand? Uh, mm, give me a... Medicine or investigation? I'm pretty sure those are both the same for me. Actually, make it straight up investigation for me. Oh, darn. Medicine is better. Okay. Just because this determines a different clue. Oh, wow. That's a 16. Perfect. Um, it is robust, so okay. it, it is a male hand. But um, one thing you notice is that uh, carved into the palm mm-hmm. of this left hand is the letter A, a dot, and a five. So how many clues have we found? Three? That's a the one you just got is like a subset of clue. Oh. That's all kinda huge. Alright. Mm-hmm. Now that you've seen that one palm has been inscribed as something. So we'll check the other ones. I need you to roll. The right one says J period C. And the right one says You mean left? Sorry, yes. The left says S period 1. So J period C? Mm-hmm. Is there a um, particular filing system of books in here, do you think? Is this supposed to be leading us to books? I'll slide down the ladder and look to see if books are categorized in something like this. What I know is a Dewey Decimal System of some kind. Why don't you uh, both go ahead and give me a culture check, baby? (laughs) Arcane is going to be occult. I know that, but that's not what I'm looking for here. I'm going to say. Charisma? I'm going to say either give me a history check or a charisma check. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that I wouldn't be so, super cultured. Thir- so seven. <laughs> Was it history or charisma? Charisma. You don't know what JC is, but the A number and the S number feel like a familiar arrangement. So I don't see anything like that on books. Uh, correct. Not the books. I'll come back up. 
S1. Oh, you leave and then you come back and it smells so bad. Familiar arrangement? Address? Um, yeah, this is. So this is a cultural. Steak sauce. Oh, this is a cultural. Sauce uh, doesn't exist yet. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what? They didn't have a one steak sauce in, in 1899. You mean intelligence check for both of you? It's a natural 20, but it landed in there, and I picked it up without letting it be. Incredible. So, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Before you picked up Bram Stoker, <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm -hmm. you'd been flipping through other books. Mm -hmm. And um, at Pat going, ah, there's something, something familiar about those, those letters and that arrangement. You also remember. Something really, really friggin' recent. <laughs> That's what's going in my head here. Something friggin' recent. Yeah. Recent. And you run back down. You go over to the statue where you had picked up Bram Stoker. You look at the other book that you had picked up. Complete works. Of William Shakespeare. Shakespeare. You dog. <laughs> Julius Caesar, Act 5, Scene 1. Once you pick that up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Nicely done, Soren. JC, Act 5, Scene 1. Well, nicely done, Robo. You fiend. Clever. I love it. You're having too much fun. I am having far too much no, fun. No, I'm having too much fun. Okay, yeah. so that is... Wait, wait, Act, act 5, Scene, scene, one. scene one. 1. Well, this is in the oh. war. I think, is this when Brutus and Cassius yeah, are going to fight? Octavius and Antony. Messenger oh. generals, Octavius, Antony, Octavius. I don't cross, but I would do so. Brutus with a parley. Most of will answer on their charge. Make four of the generals will have some words. You did not sew in the vile daggers. Hacked one another inside the Caesar. You showed your teeth like apes and fawned like hounds and bowed the like bondsman kissing Caesar's feet. Oh my lord. Down. All right, wrong act. I wrote down the wrong one. Okay. I am so sorry. You change it. That's okay, you're still cool. Act three, scene one. Okay. Nope, the moment you started saying that, I was like, that's not right. I was like, this is not a very pivotal scene, but act okay, sure. three. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Uh, we can change that in our notes. Yep. Act three. Uh, Brutus tells the conspirators that they have acted as friends to Caesar by shortening the time that he would have spent fearing death. He urges them to bend down and bathe their hands in Caesar's blood and walk to the marketplace with their bloodied swords to proclaim peace, freedom, and liberty. The Ides of March are come. This is Caesar's death. Yes, it is. So I was gonna say I was gonna say oh I think Act Three Scene One is is Caesar's death. At two Brute. Uh huh. As you flip 
through the pages. Then fall, Caesar. Liberty, freedom, tyranny is dead. Run hence, proclaim. Cried about the streets. Cry, havoc. Well, at least the dogs are four. Well, I will say when you made me start going to the theatre five years ago, I really hated you for it, but now I'm really glad. <laughs> You've established three clues. You get two rolls left. One for the torso. And, uh... Give me an investigation or a medicine check for when you were inspecting the hand to see what tattoo, what had been scrawled on there. Was the dog's boar the significant line we were looking for? Cry havoc and that's what the dog's okay. boar. Say that Shakespeare's eyes. Bloody mad. Okay. Um, I'll take a look at the torso. Okay. First thing that you don't even need to roll to notice mm -hmm. is you're not sure if it's the cause of death, but it certainly would have been if he was still alive when he got it. There's a large incision on the left side of his chest. Well, then I'll look and see if he has a heart in there. <laughs> this is is this the the torso. half torso the quarter torso no this is the full torso okay. natty nat one nat, nat one <laughs> jules gets in like up to her elbow um, she doesn't remember where the heart it's, is it's, uh, it's the scene it's the scene um, from uh from men in black Oh, Pat. Yep, yep, oh, oh. Pat. Everything seems fine. I can't. I can't do the this. The organs have been removed. I can't removed. do this. I mean, besides the fact that they're I can't all gone. do this. I can't do no. I, I'm. I would guess. With that natural one. Something is missing. With that natural one. Sanity roll check. Roll a d four. Okay. And add one to it. Okay. Three. Your sanity is now. Well, then I'll go in and check the um, heart. With advantage at this point in time. Are there ways for us to gain sanity back? There are. Okay. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. oh, shoot, it's praying, isn't it? I'm screwed. Uh, no. 13? Okay, no, 12. 12? 12. Okay. Uh, yeah. The guy's heart's gone. Okay, cool. There's no heart. I cannot believe I got a natural one on <laughs> Where's that. The, where's the heart? On I'm that. sure it's here somewhere. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's not. That's what I was looking to check. Um, so it's not, it doesn't have its heart. Um, it's four clues. That's the four. Okay, so There's now. one more. There's one more. Um, 
like I said, give me one more investigation. Who does this? This is so on the hands? messed up. If anyone is actually listening to this podcast, I just apologize now for my accent. It will get better. I don't apologize. Yours sounds great. 23. When one ignores the mutilation upon the palms, calluses, calluses in the hands. This is a man, you'd appreciate this which, one. Which, which one? Who fishes? The, the two. The two, the one, the full one. the torso, yes. Uh, this was a man who, uh, between the calluses and the musculature of the hand, suggests that he spent a long time around ropes oh. and hard labor. So he was a sailor. Or a uh, sailor working at the theater. Still a sailor. The, with the 23 carrying over to the other hand, it is significantly less calloused. Same, same body? No, no, this one. This one oh, is gotcha. less calloused. So, to give you guys the quick rundown of all the clues, there are more body parts than make up a single person. Mm-hmm. The heart is missing. Mm-hmm. Carved into the various limbs were the initials JC, A3, S1, Calluses on the hands and musculature suggest rope and hard labor. The limbs were not sawn, but sliced off, though the tearing suggests one who is not physically strong, which begs the question, how did they kill the victim? Well. And at this point in time, there's one more question that is now itching in your mind. This is a very large, strong man that was crammed into three suits of armor. In the reading room? In the reading room, on a balcony. How did they get the body in here with no one seeing? How did they get the body up here? And what does it mean? So we're going to go over those clues, and then, so Jules is on her knees, and she's going to, like, rock back, sort of on her feet, but, well, so, like, kneeling, mm-hmm. but rock back. She's going to say, um, I need a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I need a drink. Right. Has Scotland Yard arrived by now? <laughs> I will take Scotland Yard, like, another ten minutes, but, okay. yes. Eventually, uh, uh. Terrence, uh, let's, uh, Constable Jimmy in. Well, yeah, the, the, the other question is, well, uh, why was this given to us? Yeah, we'll, we'll tell Jimmy how the bodies were arranged and set He up throws up. And such. And, uh, give him a full debrief of all the things that are there. And say, and, you know, with the Shakespeare out, Seems to be a. Um, I will give Jimmy a little mint. It seems to be a when he finishes. Those are things by by this point, I think right? So. I think so. Uh, Jules always carries mints. I like it. Seems to be a crude and uh, 
morbid call to arms cry havoc let's let the dog roar so um so sh should i should i start to um go go to the docks ask for missing sailors Am I, is that what i'm doing very good inspector you, very good you had still constable but <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking to the inspector. You, oh, that'll you, be less condescending. Yeah, you, you head that'd to be the a good docks. idea. And we'll go look for the uh, meat processing. The, the what now? Butchers. Throws <laughs> up again. Another mint. Thank you. All right. Um... As you begin to make your way out, by the time the Scotland Yard has arrived, it is now pushing at close to 8 o'clock in the evening. Um, unfortunately, at this point in time, most of the butcher shops are closing down as uh, people begin to make their way to various different uh, like, pubs and public houses. Like I said, drink. You do know that in Soho, on a... Old Compton Street. Uh, there's a, an inn, a, a pub called the Lusty Bishop. Oh I'm sorry, my inn. god, I literally just remembered that my last name. <laughs> uh, how, okay. how, about, how about the, the uh, Lusty Bishop? How about, lusty the, how about the Leaky Rowboat? The Leaky Rowboat. <laughs> uh, the be... Lusty Bishop, yeah. eh? Is yeah. the name of our pub? Yep, on Old Compton Street in Soho. That's where we like to go. Yep. And uh, how many do you plan on knocking back while you're there? At least three. Give me a constitution saving throw. I mean, do I still make it if I'm trying to get a little bit wasted after that? You can choose to fail if you want. I'll just get one. Stop. Well, that was another nat one, so I get wasted. Um, Jewel, you saw Jules go from slightly shaken to now full-on babbling. Just babble, 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 babble. Um, or babbling for maybe, like, the second drink, and then once the third drink hits, Jules... How do, how do how what kind of a drunk are you? I turn into six, um, how many six, six, six drink Amy. Six, six drink Amy. <laughs> six, six drink Amy. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember all the stages of Amy being drunk. <laughs> Free drink, Jewel. Uh, well, look it up because Amy Santiago drink <laughs> drink scale. Yeah. Uh, one drink is spicy Amy. Two is loud Amy. Three is dancing pants. <laughs> four is pervert horny. <laughs> five is confident. Six is sad. Seven, nobody knows. But eight is equestrian, <laughs> and nine is French. That's so silly. Um, what kind of drunk is Jules? Um, I think she's a very stoic drunk. I like it. And very, very honest. Roll a d6 for me. One. That is how many uh, shillings you earn when you beat out one of the drunks at a game of darts. 
while you are absolutely just stone-faced, not even looking at the dartboard. You're just... You have a little bit of a reputation at the Lusty Bishop of Mm -hmm. being sort of indefeatable. Um, Sweet. I love that. Patrick, you're nursing your one. Mm -hmm. What are you processing as the day winds? Any of those guys try to touch me. How, how, much, how much were the drinks? They probably know better by now. Uh, this, you do have a tab there if you want to just run that I'll up. But uh, they down. were, yep, two pence each. Okay. We'll just put that on the tab for now because I've only got 10 pounds five on me right now. <laughs> um, that's. Um, or sorry, not two pence, a uh, half penny each. So. A penny total. Yeah. Um, Two pennies total, four beers between the two of you, so half penny each. So. Well, um, I'm I'm gonna tell uh, Walker. Say, well, Walker, it's times like these where we need to be grateful that we're still living and not dwell too much on the case at hand. Yeah. And it's important that you get a good night's sleep. So no casing tonight. Wouldn't wouldn't dream of it. Good. Sitting now directly across from the two of you is the old woman in red. Um, she just takes a seat. Are you saying this? Okay. Oh, no, dearie. Not American. Did spend some time across, as it were, though. I just spent the last four years of my life in Boston. There are... It's not as uh, clean as London, believe it or not. But uh, they are all interesting folks, those Yanks. You are Mr. Carl Patrick, and you are Miss Jules Walker. You seem to know us, but we yeah. still do not know you. My name is uh, Emma Hardinge Britton. Can you spell that for me? Uh, Emma, spelled normally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardinge is H-A-R-D-I-N-G-E. And then Britton is B-R-I-T-T-E-N. Okay. You may both give me either a religion or a history check. Uh, Jules, with a disadvantage, because you are drunk. <laughs> Neither of those are good stats for me. Nine. Natural 20? Oh my gosh. And, and an 18. 18. She's incredible. So it's 17. Um, so, <laughs> Pat, you're a little distracted at the moment. Jules, uh, Hardinge Britain is a very unique name. Uh-huh. And I kind of get the image of Jules occasionally once she, like, got reading under her belt. Like, one of her guilty pleasures, I like to imagine, is, uh, like, reading those, like... National Enquirer type magazines that are out every now oh, and then. Oh, definitely. Just except, you know, they're like little scraps of newspaper. And uh, Hardinge Britain um, is a very famous name because uh, she was a famous medium who spearheaded modern spiritualism with a focus on clairvoyance, 
and uh, speaking with those who are beyond. Uh, so, hey so. Pat, hey Pat, she can speak, she, she can speak, she can speak with dead people, that's, so. That's nonsense, how, but, how do you but know? But we have, we, we have a dead body, and we don't know who it is, so maybe she can speak. Oh, oh dear, I'm afraid that's uh, not what brings me to your table tonight though. But isn't that, isn't that, we're worried about you. Right, or at least oh. your last name. Oh no, me. I I am a medium. That's that is that is correct, my dear. Oh neat. Yes, and um. That's neat. I have a, I have a bit of a bit of foresight. I can see a little bit of the way, and um, I need the two of you to uh, I'd like to hire the two of you to solve a murder for me. Oh. We happen to already have a case, in which we are attempting to solve two murders. Oh. Well, what what if one what if our murders are the same as it? who's murdered? Oh, it's going to be me. Oh. I'm gonna uncross my legs and Ooh. arms and be like lean forward and go. Excuse me. Yes, October second of eighteen ninety nine will be my last day upon this earth. I've seen that I'm murdered, but alas, I don't know by who. Um, do you know where you are or how it's done? Well, currently, I'm in the Lusty Bishop. And no, no, I mean when you're what my murdered. What my associate is trying to say is, what clues do you have other than the day? That is an interesting story. And that is where we will end oh, crap. the first session. Oh my gosh, Doc what time is it? Was 12 <laughs> did we bring down the baby monitor? No. I don't think you did. I hope our baby was all right. We hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of Dark Was the Night, the first installment in the D&D After Dark podcast series. I'm Dean Daddy, and uh, hope you join us next time. Thank you.